Yes, master. Ten thousand. You can almost buy your own ship for that. Who's gonna fly it, kid? You? <laughs> What's up, guys? Welcome back to Star Wars Guys Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. We're gonna have a great episode today. Um, Mandalorian season two, right around yeah. the corner. So we're going to go ahead, we're going to dive right into it. We're going to be talking some some Mando uh, in preparation for Season 2 coming up. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about you know some stuff that we've seen in the trailer and just things that we're excited about, maybe things that could happen, who knows. But yeah, what do you guys got? Yeah, well, we're your hosts, uh, Michael Messer, Nate Messer. And Uncle. And Uncle. <laughs> and As Uncle. always. And yeah, we're excited because this will be uh, the first uh, in kind of our gearing up for Mandalorian season two. Um, this episode will probably be even, I mean, we honestly wide ranging, like we're just, we want to talk Mandalorian and, uh, we'll kind of see where the conversation takes us. And obviously with what, two weeks, by the time we're recording this right now, it is Um, maybe less 11 days, No, 10 days, (laughs) 10 days. Gosh, I'm losing track of time. 10 days until season two and it looks like little clips and sneak peeks are coming out almost on a daily basis now 30 seconds here right. a little thing here mm-hmm. so i i don't think they're going to show a whole lot now going into it i yeah. mean why Everyone, everyone's going to watch right, it right right, right. Exactly. right here i don't think there's anyone who's like well i really liked season one but they have shown nothing for season two so i think <laughs> they've got nothing like i don't think that's so you know we're something, excited about something funny happened because if you signed up with like your your phone carrier you got disney plus for free for a year it mm. just ended it's like they timed it that it ended right when because this came out when yeah. it first when it, it is first started right. yeah i got the notification today so too it like, said well, it's I about to renew to oh they got you yeah, yeah just in time that is yeah. it's funny how uh how much of that biz like when people oh. say oh i wonder when uh <laughs> like it's very obviously it's very economical but uh, if you're ever wondering when the next Star Wars movie is going to come out, you look at like, well, where's you look at the the quarters of the Disney earnings, and like, there's a reason why these things happen in certain times. There's a reason right. why May becomes a time for both Avengers and for Star Wars. Why they right. try to get that in there, and uh, yeah. why, um, obviously December and and now even like the later fall, the the earlier fall into uh, the December stuff yeah, with Disney Plus with people end of year re-sign up for another streaming. And uh, lead right into Christmas because then you get all the Mando merchandise for Christmas right. and all mm-hmm. the new characters, all the toys. Speaking um, of merchandise, sure. oh. I had a birthday recently. Not to shout myself out, but <laughs> happy birthday! <laughs> happy <laughs> but, birthday, Mike! You want to tell them what you got me? Well, 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 what have we here? This is Lando. Oh no, I didn't give him Lando. <laughs> uh, Billy D. Williams did not come sing Happy Birthday for Nate. No, not no, this no. year. That would have been great. He was busy. Um, but yeah, we uh, you've got uh, what, well, I guess we're with both of the things for I don't know, maybe the other thing was not. Uh, I think you got two, you got two pops for me recently, so right. some Funko pops. Uh, for Nate's birthday, he got a Moff Gideon holding the saber. It was, I was, it, it, it was good. Ooh, I'm, I'm tongue tied. Jeff Goldblum, <laughs> <accident>. <laughs> Pardon you from um, but podcast. it, uh, it looks, it looks really cool. When, when I decided to get it to you for my birth, uh, for, for your birthday, I was with Abigail, my wife, and I looked at it and I thought, hmm. It's not my birthday, but do I get one as well? <laughs> because I might be coming back to buy this later. Uh, it just looks really cool, which I think is one of the characters we'll see a lot of in right. season two, or at least a lot more of. 
Um, and then earlier in the week, I think is when uh, we you came across or I came across, and then I, I believe you even paid me for this one. So this wasn't a birthday gift, but mm. the Baby Yoda, All right? Funko yeah. Pop. Um, oh, with his hand out, doing a little force, force doing magic, a little force action. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, but no, you're right though. It was it was really cool. It had the his cape flying in the background with the dark saber out. Yeah. Um, and I believe we just mentioned the merchandise stuff. That was a fairly recent um, release drop. I think yeah. in in preparation for some some season two stuff coming. coming yeah, there out seems soon. to have been. I mean, I don't know the exact date of when it released or what their marketing strategy is, but there's definitely been a wave of recent Mandalorian. Um, if you go into a um, Target, I know I've been to Target a few times recently. <laughs> just even like the the clothing, there's Mandalorian uh, and and Galaxy's Edge. They don't again. Disney right. is smart. There's a reason why they're a global empire of a of a company. Right. Uh, with all the pandemic stuff and people not able to maybe go to Disney or travel as much, they're reminding you, hey, Galaxy's Edge is still here. Wear some Galaxy's Edge merch. So when all this cleans up, we want you back at Galaxy's Edge right. along with all the Mandalorian stuff. And I think that was that. And I think they even had um, – saw some grief, some, uh, grief Karga um, pop. A, a couple of, um, of the other Mandalorians that you've seen uh, as well, yeah, pops yeah, yeah. that have been released recently as kind of a right. gear up for season two. So we're excited for season two, and we're excited to dive in to talk a little bit about season one first. So we'll kind of start big picture. Um, first, obviously, we haven't talked really coming into this episode right. about specifics of what we want to talk about, but we'll just kind of start broad of what do you think? Obviously, I think we're all in, in um, you know, we're all uh, agreed that Mandalorian the first Star Wars streaming service, first Star Wars television, live action television show. And it was overwhelmingly a huge hit. And uh, let's get into in many, maybe just why. Why do we think that, that Mandalorian captured people's attention as much as it did, especially season one? Yep. You know, yeah. the one thing, if you think about all of the things that run through all of Star Wars, one thing, one huge thing changed in Mandalorian. No, as far as I know, no John Williams. That's true. Now, That's true. There's something there. How did yeah. how do they cat? Because that is such identifiable Star Wars. It's exactly. Like, it really is, how yeah. do they still grab? It feels exactly like Star Wars. How yeah. they do it without the soundtrack? And they couldn't right. have done that. It wouldn't. Yeah. It wouldn't. No. Have, it wouldn't have, have felt right. 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 Yeah. Not it's only that, but it's like you're talking about the music too. It's like it's a perfect. Like as soon as you hear it. The first scene of of Mandalorian season one, you get the feeling of this is Star Wars. It wasn't like yeah. like I went in, I was like, "How's it going to be being a, a TV show? Am I going to get the same feeling?" Immediately, I was like, "Hear the sound, see the silhouette of Mandalorian walking on the ice." Right, and I'm like, "This this is Star Wars." Yeah, and on top of that, you feel that music. It, it I you can feel similarities, but then you also kind of still get the the Western. You know, gunslinger type thing to fit the Mandalorian character as well. It's just the way they tied those two together was perfect. And that Mando, that ooh, like I that know. Mando. I mean, it yeah. might as well have been the. I know, exactly. Like the classic spaghetti, Western. Spaghetti Western, right? Exactly. <laughs> that Western samurai feel. And this is a theme uh, I think will we'll probably come up multiple times during this podcast, but it's been very interesting watching interviews. And I think it was in the the making of The Mandalorian where they did like the round table, the. the 
Disney Gallery where they yep. would show the behind the scenes. Oh, man, that's where fascinating. If you haven't seen it, stuff. you got to watch it. I, I like True. that stuff as much as even the, the show oh, itself. Yes. I always love how they get into the tech, but even the ideas about it. And John Favreau said multiple times, and I think this is where it's that they they really took kind of a risk, but also a smart, calculated risk as far as making sure that this was both Star Wars, but also something different. And the fine line of like John Favreau kept saying in in um, in the making of the Mandalorian documentary, he he kept saying, "Yeah, we want people to know that like this is not like just your Star Wars. Like it's kind of our own thing over here." He's like, "But it's like in, it is Star Wars, but it's not it's not the Star Wars necessarily. You you know where it's going to be like lightsabers and this and right, that. Right. It is Star Wars, but also we want you to know that it's its own thing." And so they they've been very deliberate about, and so I think the John Williams is one John of those Williams things. Couldn't it wouldn't, it wouldn't work? Be. Right. It couldn't yeah. be because right when you hear John Williams, you it's then the it you ties you in. And you think, okay, so is there Jedi around the corner? What's Luke doing right, right. now? What is are, that it, race it, thing it gets I you mean? into? <laughs> right. Yeah, and so it, it's a very the the change of music is something, and I can't pronounce his name Lud- Ludwig Gornson, um, uh, who did. Tenet, I believe the music for Tenet yeah, as well. We yeah, were talking about that, mm-hmm. um, and I believe Black Panther. He's done a lot of big hit uh, scores and soundtracks, so he's obviously very talented. But from right off the bat, the the Mando the Mando theme is quickly up there with some of my favorite pieces of Star Wars music. Which obviously anything competing with John anything in the conversation of John Williams is like, how mm-hmm. do you compete with that? But it is just because it's something that already. When I hear it, I immediately think, "Oh, it's it's one of those things you forget wasn't even a Star Wars song nine, you know, twelve months ago. Like it's right. it's so brand <laughs> exactly. new. It's similar to how I feel watching um watching the the sequel trilogy, and I hear Ray's theme, mm-hmm. and I immediately think like, "Oh yeah, that's obviously that's a classic. You know, it's a classic, classic uh, yeah, right. Star Wars sound." Yep. And I think, "Oh wait, that's from it's not. That's just started in two thousand right. uh, what fifteen. It was the first time we ever heard that." Yeah. Um, so the sound for sure, that's something that's like, how do you fill the shoes or how do you do, well, you don't try to fill John Williams shoes. You do something different. You actually have to go as far away as you can. Yeah. So it couldn't, it couldn't be classic orchestration. That wouldn't work. Right. Because you right. just fall short. You'd That's fall right. short of. So right. the, exactly. so the earthy tones, mm-hmm. um, those natural occurring instrument sounds, yeah. whistles, Recorders, mm-hmm. drums. I mean, there's the piano stuff is in there too, but yeah. they're kind of an it's kind of an acoustic, mm-hmm. they're all acoustic sure. instruments. So it, it and it doesn't. It's really cool. It doesn't. It sounds like a western, but it doesn't sound like a yeah, western. Like yep, I can't imagine right. putting that into a into a western just as it is. Yeah. It still feels otherworldly. Yeah. But has those Western exactly? It is. It's like, Which it is why it's like a well, just exactly what I'm saying. It's like a perfect, like you said. I don't. I can't even explain it. Yeah. But it's like a perfect combination of noticing it feels like Star Wars. Yeah. But at the same time, it it feels completely it's different. different. Yeah. It's, like, it's different. You know, I think that I think, you know, the Star Wars fatigue. Yeah. That mm-hmm. it kind of set in mm-hmm. with the cycle that we were on. Yeah. Right. I think possibly Mandalorian has gotten such critical acclaim. It's fantastic, mm-hmm. but it's also refreshing. It's like we yeah. get Star Wars, but it feels new. Yeah. And yeah. I think that has maybe right. added to the mm-hmm. the power of it mm-hmm. for people to watch. Like, oh, this is the same, but it's feels fresh. Yeah. Right. And I think you're leading into something that just makes me think of another thing. I think that... One of the, again, it's this amazingly fine line of 
the Mandalorian operates in a time period that we're familiar with some big galactic stuff that happened right before it. And obviously now with the sequel trilogy, stuff that happens after it. So, but we don't know a ton of what happened in this time period. So for the super non-geeked out. Yeah. Put, put us in the timeline. Yeah. yeah so the, this is uh, fall. This is after Return of the Jedi, Fall of the Empire, but closer to the Fall of the Empire where there's still these, uh, you know, still... Basically, there's there's empire loyalist. It's 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 a kind of a lawless time, um, but there's it's it's funny. You see, like there's run down, dirty stormtroopers that look like they're like just right. left behind has beens of like guys that. Well, did, what are you gonna do, guys? That are still, I got the yeah. uniform still. Guys that are still, still up there posted. Orders. Like I just lost all this weight to fit in the suit, and now right. what happened? Palpatine? <laughs> I thought that guy couldn't couldn't die. Or I thought we can what Vader. Yeah. Vader yeah. turned. Right. <laughs> what right. in the world? And so these guys are left, and they're like, "Well, I guess we got to follow somebody." Then you have your Moff Gideon's, yeah, or even right. like the client and characters like right. that. Yeah. But so it's it's uh, closer, obviously, to the fall of the Empire than it is uh, to the Force Awakens. But with the, uh, again, the the fine line of it's in a time period that's familiar because it's not a thousand you know years forward or backwards. Yes. But it's unrestricted because it's not dealing with any of the characters yeah, we know. Right, right, so right. it's it's right. not okay. We're gonna fill in, even though I would love this information. It's not we're gonna fill in what happened to Luke in these five years after this, because then you get to the touchy. You get to why people have a positive or a negative reaction with some of the sequel stuff. Is that like we talked about last time? It comes down to choices. You either like the choice or you don't like the choice, and that makes you sometimes have a very specific, uh, sometimes a strong, passionate reaction. Mandalorian, you come in and you go, okay, not only do we not have any expectations as far as who the character is, the show tells you early on, too, that we're not going to give you a ton of what he's saying. We're not going to get just sit back, relax, check your expectations at the door, and just watch it unfold. Mm -hmm. So there's not weekly – I mean, who in the world would have said after watching the first episode – like there's not these weekly predictions of what's going to happen necessarily as much because we're still piecing it together – no one would say after the first episode where they find Baby Yoda, no one's going to say, I guarantee you, in episode two, <laughs> he goes on this big <laughs> episode-long journey with some Jawas, and they all eat an egg and go, suka, so And like it's somehow perfectly brilliant. Like It's like right. this, this thing that you would – you're like, I don't know why I love that, but I love that. It, yes. It's so yeah. – it's just enough out there, but it's still – again, it's the Star Wars I'll stuff. I'll tell you why you I love that yeah. one. You don't know why I loved it? Yeah. Because when you watch – you first see the Jawas in episode four. Mm-hmm. And you wonder why, I mean, you can guess, why do they have this enormous, these little guys, why do they have this enormous, armored, <laughs> yeah. slow rolling uh-huh. tank thing? Yeah. You know why? Because so, nobody can get in. No one can get it's in. It's too yeah. hard to get in there. And they can throw rocks at you. They can yeah. hit you. It's just like on a balcony. They I mean, can it, collect anything they find on the We found the out they have exactly. picnic tables on the top. Right? They <laughs> can carry everything they ever yeah. need except a suga. And they can <laughs> – it's hard to get in, right? Yeah. It totally makes sense. They took something that was just – we talk about George starting in the middle of the story and not explaining everything. Yeah. That, they took something, uh-huh. and they've done this a lot, mm-hmm. that's in the middle of the story, and then they gave you a little bit more right. information. They didn't say it. They yeah. let you see, ah, right. oh, that's how that works. Exactly. Totally makes sense now. Yeah, and I, I think part that. of why it's, like you were saying earlier, 
part of why an episode like that is so refreshing is because there's no expectations like we have with the yeah. movies. Mm-hmm. There's nothing to, you know, predict or something that we're, you know, could go against what we think of being one's character because they're all new. They're all new characters. They're all new. I mean, some some things that we're getting teased for season two are, you know, potentially returning characters. But even that, it's like, it's still a completely different time period from when we knew those characters. So it's like, who are they now? What could that lead to? So there's not this, you know, understanding of what you already think could happen because you're just sitting there. You're like, I'm just going to take it for what it is because... I don't know anything about it's it. It's not my Mando. <laughs> right. You don't think that. No. Because it's like, oh, okay. Exactly. The only Mando, the only supposed Mando I knew fell in the Sarlacc pit. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, right. So if we got one who can survive, I'll, I'll take that any day. <laughs> we have one who has a few more lines, even though they're not a ton of lines. Right. But uh, going back real quick, one small thing with episode with. Uh, episode two of The Mandalorian. I got to be careful because episode two also means something different in exactly, Star Wars. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Season one episode because that's coming up too. Exactly. Yeah. With, or I guess it's chapter two. Chapter two. Right? So right, I guess that's right, how right. it. Chapters. Chapter two. One of the reasons I loved chapter two also, it's a small thing, but Uncle, I know you caught it. The way that they filmed the side, the sand crawler running into the side of the cliff was Indiana Jones totally. to a T. Indy. It's mm-hmm. Indy hanging off the tank. He yep. even climbs up right, on the side. Right. It's exactly. classic. It's the only thing which, we didn't have is a cliff at the end. That's <laughs> it. And it was going half speed. Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. It is the, uh, but it's that cla- which yeah. just I mean, what a what's what's the epitome of action and adventure? Indiana Jones, oh, man. Raiders of the Lost Ark. And when you see stuff that reminds you of Raiders of the Lost Ark in the second episode of Mandalorian, I'm like. Eat my popcorn, just like, like come on, yes. I'm ready for this all day. Yes, um, UTD, UTD, UTD all day long. So, yeah, so that's that's. A, I think that's a great, a uh, great point that we we've been talking about as far as the um, knowing that they they hit on different themes and they hit on action adventure, some western, a little bit of a samurai feel, and I think that it is. Obviously, we'll get to we'll get to the child, Baby Yoda, because that that's a huge phenomenon in itself. Right. But there are it seems like there are many reasons why this, like you were talking about, Uncle, the Star Wars, maybe the Star Wars fatigue. They they I think accurately recognized people are people want more Star Wars, but they want something different now, and mm-hmm. they want we've had right. and, and even though we're we're fans of the sequel trilogy, I was like, oh, we're doing something completely different. I'm just just like when I hear you know news of. Taika Waititi doing a Star Wars movie in a completely maybe different, uh, could be a different generation, could be thousands of years forward or backwards. Right. And it's Taika Waititi. I'm like, that's going to be a different Star Wars movie than anything I've ever seen. Anything I'm yeah. ready Taika for Waititi, that. I'm right. All, all um, so I think that it, it seemed to have captured a larger, like it cap, captured a large net. And it seems now like, I mean, the average person on the side of the road knows who Baby Yoda is. Oh, yeah. Or even watches. I've heard, I've actually even, you know, friends from our church talking about Star Wars. And one of them was like, yeah, my wife and I actually didn't, had never watched many of the Star Wars things. Didn't, first thing we ever watched was Mandalorian. And wow. I was like, wow. Really? And then now they're all gung ho about Star Wars. Else. They're watching Rebels. They're watching. Oh my they, goodness! So I was like, so so Mandalorian sit, hit the nail on the head so hard that someone who didn't watch, didn't even grow up with the originals, didn't watch the prequels, Brought. didn't even watch really the sequels. They've now watched all of them. 
binge watched them all, love them all. And I went, we, we went over to their place recently, uh, and they had Star Wars stickers and like all this stuff. No, Mandalorian right. mugs. But Kathleen Kennedy doesn't know what she's doing. They, no. <laughs> no clue. So no it, clue. It, it wow. seems to have, to have captured a, a wider audience than maybe it seems like when you take a chance on something that's brand new, but Star Wars, like I it, it felt for a long time, like people were like, Will Star Wars do well without a Luke Skywalker? Will Star Wars do well without lightsabers, lightsabers right away? Right. Right. Without a ton of the Force stuff right off right. the bat. And it's shown that there are a lot there's a lot more to Star Wars than just Jedi and lightsabers. Yes. Yep. Done yeah. done done right. Done right. Yeah. Yes. Cuz there's a thousand ways it could go off the rails and uh, Exactly. Where Steve Jobs talk about the things that feel inevitable. Uh-huh. No such thing. Yeah. These mm-hmm. things are meticulously thought out and they could very easily have gone the other way could have been a huge flop so right Mm -hmm. thankfully it wasn't yes exactly it's it's fantastic i heard i heard today now there's news of uh possible spinoff shows for the mandalorian because of it being such a hit and they're already talking about um obviously season two is about to premiere but they've already you know done stuff for season three they're talking about i saw there's an interview with john favreau and um Pedro Pascal, the the Mandalorian, and they were asked, and they neither of them said no, but they were like, "Huh, that's an interesting idea." They were even asked if there's potential for a possible Mandalorian style movie in the future, huh. and wow. both of them were like, "For now, we want to keep it yeah. here." But like Pedro Pascal is like yeah, starring in a Star Wars movie, like of course I would love to do that. Yeah. And John Favreau obviously knows his way around. Uh, he's you done know, a couple movies. He's done some movies. Right. I've done yeah. all right. And Pedro right, here's Pascal. Right, here's he did uh, <laughs> Iron Man. Um, so who knows what the possibilities are? But yeah. it's just exciting to get in to get back in the sort of a positive. It's something that for for uh, a while it seems like people started getting more divided on on certain Star Wars movies, and that's gone all the way back to the prequels. But yeah, Mandalorian. I haven't had a ton of conversations with people that are like, yeah, I just didn't like the Mandalorian. So, yeah, I didn't. I didn't check this. What's the like the Rotten Tomatoes Metacritic? What's the scores on this? I actually am not sure. I know, the board pretty good? I know. I know it was nominated for a handful mm-hmm. of Emmys, and I know that it yeah. uh, it well, won the score, some visual. Too. Yeah, it yeah. won some stuff. I know that it's it's also cool because they're able to bring in actors, uh, Carl Weathers, guys who are action stars from the eighties, nineties, and even even earlier. Uh, with obviously some of the with the Rocky stuff uh, in the late seventies for um, you know Apollo Creed, but these guys that you hear interviews of them and and Carl Weathers like, man, I grew up on Star Wars. I love Star Wars. Are you kidding me? Being a Star Wars film, he's like, I, I he's like in John Favreau, and it was like, it's great that even right. these guys are like Hollywood uh, kind of legend. Oh, yeah, Nick Nolte. Guys. I mean, he's right. kind of Nolte. Right. Yeah, but he was huge. And that's yeah. the thing is, yeah. you look at this. You're talking earlier. You were asking, you know, what is it that brought? Like, why was Mandalorian? So good. We talked about the music. And I was going to say, the casting, the whole team, not just the actors, mm-hmm. but the whole team that they brought together with Favreau and Filoni and like the everybody coming together. Yeah. And they even took, you know, some, there's new actors in, in there too that like, okay, how are they going to be? How this is, and then you get a classic like Carl, we- Carl Weathers. And uh, you could tell it's just the pieces that they put together was yeah. thought out and they were able to. Work them all in so well, yeah. And then you, what, Werner Herzog, come right, in. right, right. Oh man, uh, I think what's so funny is this is a true story. I was talking with Matt, our older brother, big Star Wars fan, and this was last year when casting for the Mandalorian. Um, 
was starting to be released. So there had been no trailer or anything yet. And I was talking to him on the phone and I was sending him these notifications about, did you see that Nick Nolte is now um, on to do something with the Mandalorian? And then I sent him something about Carl Weathers and Matt said, and it was hilarious. Matt said, it's like they're getting, Matt said, this is amazing. It's like they're getting all of these older guys you would never expect. He's like, Nick Nolte in a Star Wars movie. Next, you're going to see like Werner Herzog in a Star Wars movie. He did movie. not. And I said, <laughs> and I promise, he said that. And on the phone, I said, when, you know, that they just, he That's said, he, and Matt goes, he's like a director. I don't even know if he does like much acting. No, he's I was a documentary like, maker. Yeah, filmmaker. <laughs> he's a filmmaker. And I said, no, there's no way. How did you not? How did you possibly guess Just that? Guess him and of all people. He said, "There's no way." And then he hung up the phone and he looked up and he and I sent there him messages is. and he goes, "Oh my gosh!" I literally just thought of who could be the weirdest, most odd person. Yep. And I was like, "Well, yeah, that's that's kind of the Mandalorian to and a T. They're eating an egg one day. Exactly. The Jawas are suka suka. I was gonna say it perfectly. It's just across the board. Me, too. I mean, imagine you got a chance to to direct a Star Wars TV show. Wouldn't you pick all the people? used to love watching like of course i haven't right. seen him in so long he would be so great to have in the show and, yeah and he yeah, yeah especially and if you call him about, in for a meeting and all of a sudden you're talking oh, to carl man. weathers and you hear carl weathers actually no i love star wars so like yeah. okay i don't care what role it is we need a right. carl weathers yeah that's star what i was wars gonna say because sure. and if you have other other actors that are new that you think can step up and do that yeah you're gonna want guys like carl weathers who have been around that can be like hey this is huge. It's Star Wars, but yeah. like can be there to help those yeah. other actors and stuff on set as well. It's For not sure. just a whole all-star cast right. with like a mm-hmm. bunch of just, you know, classic actors. It's a good mix and you have guys like that that can come in and help out. And I know they talked a little bit about that in the behind the scenes stuff, but yeah. So, moving uh, one of the things and I've been thinking about this a little bit lately cuz just thinking I we're we're going to do a, a rewatch uh, leading into and obviously we got what ten days, so luckily it's only eight episodes, eight episodes long. Yeah. Um, you know, I think they called it chapters, chapters. Yeah. So I'm that, sorry. so that we would never have that. Right, true. Right. Wouldn't have it's to think of the episodes. Yeah. Episodes. That's episode two of what? Are you talking about? Which one? Attack of the clones. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, the I, but I think one of the reasons that I really love the Mandalorian and it was a very obviously it's a it's a Favreau and Filoni specific I guess Favreau who even did like the majority of the writing very specific decision to do the slow burn storytelling mm-hmm. of we are not going to be pressured to every single episode give you a million answers and do the and do this and do this if you look at the entirety of the season one storyline you have mando is a bounty hunter mm-hmm. mando is low on cash he's trying to get some stuff so he can build up his armor because he right. doesn't really know his he's he's dealing with some identity issues of a mandalorian and as a foundling right he finds baby yoda and then the rest of the season is he finds out that the person he was going to deliver baby yoda to they wanted to kill baby yoda and so now there he's on the run and that's like the whole season and they don't feel pressured to be like, oh, no, but then here's this, and then here's this, and there's this. They go whole episodes, and they go whole scenes where the Mandalorian doesn't say a word, but but they're able to convey certain things or certain acting with just the way he moves. They take their time. They spend, I mean, they spend multiple, I don't even know how many minutes, on him training, writing a blurg. Because they're just right. like, yeah, we're not going to rush through this. We're going to. 
And it's just great to see how confident they are in the story that they have right. mm-hmm. and in their uh, their pace that they're setting. That it's nice because uh, at the end of an episode, it's you know, 35, 40 minutes long, 35 minutes long. They're not really that long. And you immediately, you're just like, I want more. Immediately, right. you're waiting for the yeah. next. And it's like you can't get enough versus having an hour long or, or, or um, you know, just fast paced, hide this, 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 where it's a lot of it's fluff. You get some stuff and then he goes, this plant, this plant, this plant, this plant. Instead, it's almost like the episode of the week, um, sort of go, call back to like the George uh, serials of the, the Saturday morning cartoon action adventure mm-hmm. type of a thing where it's, yep, he goes on this mission. It's very, it is very video game like, which mm-hmm. is interesting because it's right. like, oh, he checks in, he gets credits, you build up your arm. It's it's a Star Wars video game. <laughs> That's right. Level up, baby. Yeah. yeah. And so it's interesting just the the style that they just the storytelling style of just take your time. Cause I like it because it really just focuses more on the character development yes. than it is the and we'll get to the technology with the volume and everything. But the story is not, hey, look at all these grand right. things. It's the it's the characters. That's right. Right. Yeah. And this you just reminded me too, and this might tie in a little bit into to uh, some of the trailer for season two, but when you were saying that there, you reminded me, it's kind of ironic that uh, the entire uh, first season there, like you just mentioned, is a lot around Mando finding his way and like, what am I supposed to do? This like I'm upgrading way. my armor. Yeah, right. I'm upgrading my armor so that I can, you know, fend for myself, make my own, get some credits, get some Beskar. But like, what is his purpose? What's he doing? And he kind of finds his purpose. He finds his way through Baby Yoda, which is ironic because the entire season, like you were just saying, Uncle, their whole slogan is, this is the way. This is the, this way. Is the way. This is the way. Right. And his whole thing is, I'm trying to figure out what I, what am I doing? And then he comes across Baby Yoda and he kind of, you see him kind of draw this attraction because he actually maybe finds purpose and like, I have a goal now. Yeah. I have something to, to live for in terms of looking out for this. This creature, basically. For sure. Mm-hmm. If we think about, I just had a thought about the this this character and this setting. You know, we talked about the idea that Luke was counter to the Jedi mm-hmm. because of the emotional decisions that he made. Mm-hmm. The Jedi were they yeah. have a uh, they have the you can't be attached, no right. attachments. Mm-hmm. You got to do your duty. Don't let your heart guide you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Luke actually won over his father by going against that emotion through emotion. Mando, mm-hmm. this is the way, right? Yeah. It's emotionless. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You don't mm-hmm. see faces. You don't see all those don't things. The helmet. You yep. take the you take the bounty and you turn it in. This is the way. This is right. what we do. But now they also have this foundling where they bring in foundlings and they raise them. Yeah. He has countered that with going with his heart, emotion. Yep. In a similar way, and he made an emotional decision. Clearly, at the end of ep- of chapter one, when he mm-hmm. reaches up his finger, yeah, right. he's in, man. There's, right. it's got him. So it takes I, out IG eight right there. It's, it's, a, it's split an the inter- bounty. Yeah, it's yeah. interesting. Yeah. He's letting his heart. It, it this this faceless masked. Basically, non-emoting character. Right. Yeah. Everything he says is pretty much straight, right. bare minimum. Yeah. <laughs> like, has let his heart make this decision, and it's caused you know all kinds of. It's basically right. ruined your reputation as a bounty hunter. Yeah. If you don't exactly. turn the bounty. Yeah. Right. And then having that the the immediate repercussions of that, which I think we'll get more of this uh, for sure moving forward. But I think it's so interesting the stuff with the guild. 
and all these other yeah. bounty bounty right. hunters. Now it's they, yeah, yeah. Now it's you turned against this was talk about this right. is the way. This was our yes. way. Yeah, as far as this is what a bounty hunter does. And then you got grief cargo. They all hate you, Mando. And then he's sitting there in the street right. and have an epic shootout and all yeah. these guys. But it's uh, the whole guild. Everyone's against him now yeah. because you're like, this is we don't. Yeah. We don't lead with our heart. This is business, and when you mess up business, we have to we have to eliminate what's messing with our business. Right, because right. We can't have it. It takes the whole system down. Yeah, right. Which is why I think it's interesting too. You see those two different groups. You see the Mandalorians, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas now we're finding out you can be a foundling and basically be grown into kind of the culture, the culture of becoming yep. a Mandalorian, not yep. just. From what we kind of assumed from the past was a Mandalorian was a Mandalore or from birth, Mandalore or from birth, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but you kind of have that culture and what's going on with him as a Mandalorian and tied up with the bounty, the bounty hunters in the guild. And you see him make that turn against the guild and they're all out there. Yeah. And then you see in what episode was it where all the Mandalorians now come up. To back him up because yep. mm, even some yeah. of them who might be, we don't know a lot about those characters yet, but uh, some of them we could probably assume are bounty hunters in some way as well, potentially. And it regardless chapter, of maybe all chapter of three. It, yeah, maybe. Um, and regardless of what's going on, no matter what, they're going to stay true to the Mandalorians. Even if you turn on the guild, if you turn on whatever, mm-hmm. it shows kind of this where, where you're, you know, where you you're tied to the most, like where your heart lies. Mm-hmm. The bounty hunters are. This is the guild. If you turn on us, all right, it doesn't matter. We don't right. actually care about you. Right. Mandalorians are the opposite. No matter what you do, we're gonna still have each other's back. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's an interesting thing. So le- leading off of that too, I saw some. Uh, I believe it was an interview from. I think it was Moff. Yeah, it was uh, Giancarlo Esposito, mm-hmm. um, Gus Fring. Mm-hmm. Breaking yeah. Bad. Obviously, we're all Breaking Bad fans here. Um, but Moff Gideon, and he is, as an actor too, he's, he's obviously a fantastic actor. He's funny in interviews because he seems to not have the, he seems to not be necessarily aware of like the, of the way things are done when you do like an interview as a Star Wars person is that mm-hmm. like, we got to be careful. We don't want to do this. Or like Marvel people are like, we don't want to say too much. We want to do that. And, and that Jim Carl Esposito is like, oh yeah, man, I've damaged like three of the dark sabers, like from, from our fighting. He fights so much in this. And like, I'm sure like Favreau and them are like, oh, like we, <laughs> Stop, we can't, Kathy's like, oh, we're not supposed to reveal right. too much. Yeah. And he had an interview recently where he was, he was just like on like good morning America or some, somewhere. He was just like, he's like, oh yeah, it's great. He said, I think that, um, uh, he said something about it be, continuing to be like a slow burn and that a lot of your answers um, may be coming more in season three. And it get led to an, a, a thing of people wondering, now there's a couple of things here. It may be specifics as far as um, some of the so – he, he said it leads to a lot more answers possibly coming in like a season three or Who down said the that? road. This was uh, Giancarlo Esposito. He did. Yeah. So he has and some – they have revealed some things to the cast. Yeah. Right, right, which right. is interesting because yeah. it's like one – They have it. He, they already have what they're <laughs> right, doing in season right, three. Right. He knows – they've already told him. Yeah. Um, But also I think it's interesting because I think that it's – you can read that in in two ways, and both of them excite me. I think there's there could be some sleight of hand to try to just like, oh yeah, there's not, and then there could be. I mean, just like we had no idea there was a baby Yoda until all of a sudden it happens. You know who I think it is? And is I think it's yeah. the Emperor's grand grandson. 
<laughs> I'm just kidding. Emperor's grandson. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're going to have uh, Emperor's granddaughter. Wait, that's right. Wait, that happened. I'm right. <laughs> Palpatine. Right. Um, but so it's interesting because it's both exciting because it's like, oh, man, they're really planning this out. And they're, they're one, they're confident season two is going to do well because yeah. they're already on season mm-hmm. three of what they're working on. Yep. And he even said, like, maybe season three or four. So it's like, well, I guess he's what? maybe revealed they're already, is it confirmed? Wow. There's four seasons already? Um, so I think that's exciting because it sounds like there are a lot of answers that are going to come. But also, I think that's exciting because I think that this won't be... I think this is where the prequels got into, where George maybe got in his own way with the prequel yep. sum, yep. is going down almost a checklist of, this was probably a question, so let's answer it. No, George, nobody really had a question of who built C-3PO. We didn't need to know that right. that was baby, right. that was young Anakin to do yes. that. And so it's good that it's not, okay, season one, you had all these questions, season two is answering them. Season three, we're going to set more questions. But it's like, no, we're confident what we're going to do. Answers are coming. Yeah, one of our favorite shows, Lost, answers right. in well, season I still one. Didn't have any? Yeah, yeah. Some of them I never, watched the whole thing. I had more <laughs> questions at the more end. Questions. Some of them never came. And answers <laughs> in season did. one didn't come in season two, and no. then you know, the next one, it was no. like, no, you'll get answers when the answers are ready, right? Based on when it best suits the character and the story and yeah. what's going to mm-hmm. happen, right? But it's just exciting to hear them already talk about Mandalorian possibly in season three and four, and, and you're like, well, right. they are, they seem to really have a good grasp on what they're doing, and. And it's hilarious that of all people, they're sharing with you know Giancarlo Esposito, who had a very small role in season one because he just came in kind of near the end. They had uh, Moff Gideon. They're apparently sharing plans for season three and four and stuff with <laughs> with him, and then letting him go do interviews. And they're like, "Oh, he's like, oh yeah, I guess I've, he doesn't yeah. die, <laughs> right? Yeah, I guess he's a <laughs> spoiler uh, alert. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, but it's just funny hearing so he, hearing him say, yeah, he's, I think he said he broke.'" <laughs> Oh, yeah, I've broke like three or four of the dark. They're like, is it fun like having dark sabers? Like, oh yeah, I've, I um, John Favreau let me take one home as a as a souvenir, but I, yeah, I've broken like three or four of them. I mean, all the fighting he does with that, like you guys, you just wait. We're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, easy. So I guess easy. he has it for a while. This doesn't Hang sound on, like he I'm getting stolen. a call. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to say any of that. There is no fighting. That. I didn't break any dark sabers. I love Disney. Sign right. up for Disney Plus. Yeah. Renew. No, yeah. that's uh Yeah, I mean, when you look at that, that just brings me back to watching that last episode for the first time. Mm, and yeah. I know we're gonna be doing a rewatch here soon, but seeing the dark the way they filmed it with the dark saber, and I know uh, you know, we we've seen a little bit of that background from from rebels and and mm-hmm. um so you, you you have an idea of what the dark saber is and what it kind of represents um and then seeing the way they film it where okay he's cr- the crash it's like okay yeah. well we know he's not gonna i mean i, I saw the ship going down camera. i was like they're not gonna, he's not gonna kill him off he right. just kind of showed up he just mm-hmm. just showed up in yeah. that episode or something oh, yeah. in the last episode so we know he's not gonna die and then i'm waiting okay they're gonna show him they're gonna show him okay he's alive but it's not just he's alive and the way they film it is you just see the saber coming out of the, the TIE fighter and you're yeah. like, oh my gosh. And then when you see the the black with the white glow on it, you're like, oh, it's the dark saber. <laughs> Which inadvertently ties in possibly Sabine, some of the things right. from, like you already mentioned, from Rebels and Clone Wars stuff of, of just the history of the dark saber with Mandalore and the Mandalorians. Right. Um, but yeah, it's... It, it, <laughs> This is another, this is kind of going off on a little tangent, but just talking about some of the actors who are in it. I saw another interview this week with, uh, 
it was Jason Sudeikis who Jason Sudeikis played. <laughs> was one of the stormtroopers. It was one of the stormtroopers. I can't remember who. It was maybe Fallon. He, or, was, he punched Baby Yoda. I know. I think it was Fallon <laughs> that he was on the show recently, and he was talking about uh, is Fallon or Kimmel or something. And Jason Sudeikis was talking about his little cameo in The Mandalorian and how it was like a, it was cool as a one day thing. Like, um, you know, he's a, he said I'm a big Star Wars fan. They they allowed me to come over there. And he said when I got there, he said I didn't know anything of what I was gonna like. They didn't tell me any role. I I just knew John Favreau and and they invited me over. And all of a sudden they start fitting me for a stormtrooper thing. And he's like, I start shaking. I'm so excited. Oh man! Not only am I in Star Wars, I'm a stormtrooper. Yeah, said, then, then I realized well, what they wrote for on. me. Yeah. I punched Baby Yoda. He said, <laughs> "He said they literally bring me over here." If that's that. And he's like, "I'm I get to punch Baby Yoda. I smack him." And he said, "But what's so funny is, he was talking about he filmed this, you know, a year and a half ago, and he was talking about how since then, you know, he's filmed three or three or four different projects. A couple of movies have come out, and he said it was like a big thing around the time." When Mandalorian started airing, he said, I had completely forgotten I was in Star Wars because it was a, it was a one day thing like a while ago. And I just kind of <laughs> forgot, like, oh, it hasn't come out yet. And then all of a sudden he said, I the he said, I wasn't even watching the episode yet because I couldn't even remember what episode I was in. And he said, I wasn't watching the episode yet. And all of a sudden my kids come to me and say, Dad, you're the number one trending thing on Twitter. And he goes, he said, well, at first you're kind of like, what, yeah. What? He, he said, like, first he's kind of like, oh, people are cool. talking about me. That's cool. And then he said, and then I thought also it's like, you know, 2020. I thought like, oh, gosh, am I canceled? What did I actually say? What inter- <laughs> he said, I start racking my brain. And all of a sudden my son comes in and goes, Dad? And he's like, he looks at me all concerned. He's like, did you punch Baby Yoda? <laughs> and he goes, no. Oh my gosh! I, I did. did. <laughs> he said, I forgot. He said the, the day it aired, he forgot, and he said he had friends and other oh, Hollywood people awesome. that were even. He's like other. He didn't know. I don't think that he even name dropped. He's like amazing. other, other actors reaching out to me and said, "Dude, I can't believe you punched Baby Yoda." <laughs> What's worse, the punch on Baby Yoda, or uh, Chris Pratt's punch on uh, Thanos? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. That was funny. It's just a little tangent of actors who are who are uh, excited to be in Star Wars, but it was funny was seeing awesome. an interview now. He's like, I, I didn't, I didn't even know when it was airing. I didn't, and all of a sudden I'm trending. That was pretty cool. Oh gosh, oh, for that? He said, Oh, I thought it was. I thought the world was ending for me. He's like, Oh, I talked to my agent. And I was like, Oh, how do we recover from this? I punched Baby Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> Punch Baby Yoda. That's so. I also love how clearly, clearly you can tell immediately it's his voice. Oh yeah, like there's and, a you know there's a little stormtrooper mask you yeah, know little, kind of microphone yeah, sound, but like right, not enough to like to they, they, they didn't try yeah. and, they didn't try and cover him no. up. They're like we want you to know Tim. <laughs> yeah, this also leads into my one of my, my final things I want to bring up about it is the directors that obviously put together and that's why we love the the Disney Gallery making of the oh, Mandalorian man. thing. Oh. I could watch a roundtable with all the directors all day all long. Day. Just the Going down the line of, you know, Filoni, and then you've got uh, even Bryce Dallas Howard. It was like her directorial, I think, like debut, debut basically. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And what a great way they have her direct chapter four, where they make literally, they make a walker a, t- a T Rex. Like, that's exactly yeah. it. Was, uh, they, they turned it that's into right. a creature, which is such a cool idea that yeah. made it way more menacing than anything you ever saw. Even, like, even the shot of it, like, standing up. 
Like yeah. it's it's not just sitting there and it's in the right. Okay, eyes. then it starts. It's like you see the lot the eyes. It literally reminded, like you said, like a T Rex. Like yeah. it just starts sitting up taller, and you're like, oh my gosh, this is it's like a creature that's like getting huge and big right. to try and scare you off, and then it starts walking at you. And the yeah. red eyes and everything too, way more menacing than anything. You know, yeah. Ewoks couldn't have taken this one down. I don't think. <laughs> it would have struggled. <laughs> and you know, a lot of logs and sticks. Logs right. and sticks. Yeah. This one apparently is even able to step because remember it almost even steps in the forward. swamp and yeah. like lifts his foot up. Like, it's more agile. Yeah. Yeah. But the, the directing, it reminded me when we talking about the Sudeikis thing. Within the first few minutes, you realize, oh, this is a Taiko Atiti episode. <laughs> yeah, of mm. course, Taiko Atiti would have yeah, Jason Sudeikis punch Baby Yoda that's great. Right. and have the mixture of very funny and then also the IG-88 sacrifice. Right. And just the 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 level of heart that, that went into, um, you know, it's I, I, again, I'm a big uh, Taiko Atiti like, fan. Yeah. Anyone who hasn't seen Jojo Rabbit. There's a perfect balance of how to take a difficult subject, wow. make it hilarious, how, yeah. and somehow also have all this heart and not make it like be you're like, making fun of anything. be at the pitch table for that movie. Exactly. Right. I got an idea. I want to talk about Hitler and Nazi Hitler. youth. And it'll be a comedy. Yeah. It's going to be hilarious. <laughs> comedy, yeah. But no, is the kid will be, and don't worry about this because so, I've got this all planned out. The kid's best friend will be an invisible Hitler. You're like, oh gosh, what poor sap are you going to, in 2020, you're going to get someone I'll to- do it. Oh, I'll do it. I'll I play Hitler. It. What? <laughs> Have you played yeah. Hitler before? I got How hard it. can it be? Yeah. I got it. How hard can it be? <laughs> that was one that I remember when I first saw just the tiny teaser trailer. I, I thought, what, what is this? I know. That? <laughs> Am I, honestly, Hitler, my first, and then you see him like frolicking through the woods as Hitler. Like, this, my oh first my reaction, God, I saw the trailer this? and I was like, Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Taika's gone like, too far. I was like, oh no. And Favreau said, that's the guy I want that's to it. do. That is the guy I do Mando. That's my guy. And then Lucas and Disney said, and that's the guy we want to do a full Star Wars movie for us yes. now, too. Yeah. And he won yeah, an Academy Award for it. Yeah, and act. And, yeah. And, uh, yeah. As IG. <laughs> yeah. IG uh, 11 there. So, to kind of recap, when you get, when you're you're having to. Your Disney Plus, your Bob Iger at the time, who's in charge of doing all the obviously the Disney stuff, and your Kathleen Kennedy, and you're you're pitching your first. All right, Disney Plus is launching. I mean, even though there's more stuff on Disney Plus now, everyone mm-hmm. knows Disney Plus is tied. Initially, everyone the Mandalorians were kicked off right, Disney Plus. Right. Yeah, they mm-hmm. launched with right. the Mandalorian, and they bet. I don't even know how many billions of dollars when you look at Disney Plus with them trying to compete with Netflix. Mm-hmm. Hulu, all the other streaming services now, and they thought our money is on Star Wars, our money is on The Mandalorian. It's an original character. No one has any. We don't know what's going to be like. We don't have John Williams. We don't have George Lucas. Yep. And we have the guy who made the Hitler movie. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is going to be fantastic. Man, yes. obviously yeah. hit a home run yeah. out of the park, and it's just getting started. So this is exciting that there's this much to talk about, and it's just season. It's just season one. We've right. only got eight episodes. Eight episodes. Eight basically thirty minute episodes, and there's already so much excitement about it. So we can't wait for season two. Oh, Do we know how many uh, episodes will be in this season? Did they? That's a good question. I think they they did release the another eight. Yeah, another eight. Okay. They, and I think I, I I need to look at the. Cause I I I think they confirmed the director list a while back too. I'd have to look at it because I know initially yeah. I haven't looked at it since, but I know initially uh, Favreau wanted to direct some because yeah. he didn't direct any in the first season. He was mm-hmm. talking about how 
he wanted to direct uh, at least one in this season. Yeah. So we'll, we'll kind of. I didn't even look at the yeah, no, director list. Right. We'll have to get. It looks like they put. I'm just glancing at it here. Yeah, they got Favreau's directing the first one. Oh yeah, and they definitely have Filoni for uh, Chapter 13, which gotcha. would be the fifth one in yeah. the season. Gotcha. And uh, Favreau wrote most of these, nice. um, but they don't have any uh, TBA for most of the other directors. Gotcha. Hmm. Unless there's something that's just come out in the next, you know, recently. Right. Yeah. Hmm. It'll be interesting. I like the with the the roundtable they did. Given all these these different directors with different backgrounds, different just their shot, and it's cool because each of the episodes feels like it fits in with the story of what they're doing, and yet they all stand out and have a different right. feel. To, like the the Bill Burr episode is so much different than the Bryce Dallas Howard episode. And I love them both. Like one is, one is, uh, very much, it feels like the let's get down to business to defeat the hunts because they're all training and they got their big sticks and all this and they're training out there. And then you got Bill Burr, who's Boston accent in space. Yes. He's like, what, what are we doing here? What are you doing? Like, right. El Mando. Hey, El <laughs> right. That is, yeah. one thing, though. <laughs> that is one thing watching the, you know, the, uh, the round table, too, that I found was really fascinating. You're talking about how you can tell each episode is different. Now, when you hear the directors talk about um, Favreau and Filoni, giving them freedom to be like, no, make it your own. Like, here's our story. Here's kind of where we want to go. But play with it and make it your own. Like, show your own creativity in your episode. This is your episode. We trust you. And that's one thing that, like, especially at that level with Star Wars. Yeah. It could be very, like, it could be easy to get into this trap of, this is my thing. This is kicking off Disney+. Plus. We need to be everything, like, and not let those Mm -hmm. directors have that freedom. But then you hear their testament about, you know, them having that freedom to be able to make it their own. Bryce Dallas Howard coming in and directing debut. Uh, Filoni coming in live action, directing debut for live action. It's like you see this and you're like, oh, my gosh. Like, But it, it kind of is a testament to the directors, one, their faith in the directors that they picked, mm-hmm. but also just uh, Favreau kind of just saying, you know, we know you guys are going to be good directors. We want you to have fun with it. It's Star Wars, but it's what he always talks about. Mm-hmm. This was me creating an idea of action figures that I always thought were cool when I grew up watching Star Wars, and I want you all to have that freedom too mm-hmm. and be able to just have fun with your episode that you're doing. Yeah. And I forgot, and Deborah Chow was the other yeah, Deborah director was, who yeah. just like hit a home run. I think she had two episodes. I think it was episode mm-hmm. three and maybe seven, which were two of two of my mm-hmm. favorites she did the the whole mandalorian shootout with all that battle. Mm-hmm. Yep. that's so good and then um uh seven was was one of the great ones which i think then set up the taiko td episode perfectly so i'm i'm interested just to see what the what the directors are able to to do next obviously the writing from favreau has been great so far and it's just great because again it's one of those things where you even after watching the trailer, I'm it's funny because if you go back on the podcast, if you listen to us long enough, Nate and I did a whole episode on Star Wars trailers a while back. Yeah, that and was fun. just the evolution of Star Wars trailers and how it it's kind of come back to somewhere a little bit more in the middle, but I they still reveal it like for the movies, they reveal more than I would like. Mm-hmm. Like I see certain things or or for the um they did a TV spot before Rise of Skywalker. That you and I stumbled upon. It was like the week before Rise of Skywalker. And they did a TV right. spot that reveals the first five, you know, first two minutes or five minutes of the movie that shows 
Adam Driver's character going and seeing Palpatine and having this right. confrontation. And I was like, you know, like, well, well, I did not want to. See, I mean, I knew Palpatine was in it. <laughs> right. I did not want to see that at all. Right. And I get to see like, even my though it was a boy. life, maybe my favorite scene of the movie that uh, lost, lost my, my boy. Right. But like the Sith statues me. and everything, I saw it and it was like right. peering through my hands because I was like, well, this is also amazing, but I do not want to see this. Yeah. Until right. And well, so. You- Offer me. <laughs> exactly. Everything. I've died before. <laughs> <laughs> but if so, but we're talking about that that episode. We looked at the way that at the beginning it was just you know Star Wars, and then the zoom right. coming at you in a galaxy far, far away. And then, you say, and then it turned into uh, like just kind of looking at the camera and like uh, right. just doing different stuff. The small little just '80s type of a trailer right. didn't yeah. show much. Then by the time you got to the prequels, but especially even by the time you got to episode three, Revenge of the Sith, you right. and I are watching we were, in the trailer. You were the chosen one. Who <laughs> said you destroyed? Them. I'm like, it's okay. I mean, we all knew Anakin turned, but right. we, we're now hearing crucial dialogue. Right. And by we I all, I didn't hear right. it. And by we all, we mean you know the ones that have seen the originals, not the entire <laughs> new generation that's watching that the prequels for the first time. Kid Anakin, who right. the chosen one. Wait, I, How right. come, why is he just you know, right? We literally watched that. We're like. Wait a second. Did this? Did they? I don't remember this exactly. This showed way too much. <laughs> way um, too much. Yeah. But speaking of trailers, yeah, season two trailer. What do you think? Yeah. Well, I was gonna say what I like about the season two trailer so far, in in the little different sneak peeks of what they've had, is that it's revealed. Uh, not too much, but like location, ice planet type of a thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's yeah. like Mandalorian, the Razor Crest crashes into it, or like kind of hits, and they have kind of a rough landing there, but not revealed too much. It's not, it, it gives, what I love is it's it's a trailer that's setting the tones and the themes and not any of the storyline necessarily. So it's not giving away, oh, what? Wait, what are you saying? Oh, the this kid says he came from a planet called, uh, so we got to right. go take him there. And then, what? Your dad's? Oh, okay. Well, your dad was a real Yoda? Okay. <laughs> like, it doesn't give any of that away. Yeah, basically we have no idea what the what the storyline right. is. The story, the trailer basically is like reiterating, yeah, he's going to continue the story he was on with Baby Yoda. <laughs> it's exactly. Like the dialogue it's, this is in the it. Way. Is, yeah, this the dialogue the basically. Well, yeah, wherever gonna, I go, he goes. Gonna, yep. You're going to need to find you know where he's from kind of thing. And you're like, oh, well, I kind of. Figured somewhere was going that yeah. way. He's been taking care of them so, yeah. so far. So and it's great because you know that Favreau and Filoni have, I'm sure, more bombshells and tricks up their sleeve. They know that the show was a hit. This is something that's interesting too. I it was um, Ken Napsack made on the the Four Center podcast. I think who was talking about one of the advantages of doing television versus movies is. Not you don't have to do it to a fault, but you can react and change story a lot easier based on fan reactions and based on people falling in love with certain characters. Sure, mm-hmm. um, if you're a movie and it takes a year or plus right. in development, they don't just make to those do decisions casting, until you don't do that. Right. Yeah, you don't do it. You're yeah, like, oh, well, people we, like you, it or hate it. Oh, yeah. It. yeah. I mean, Ryan Johnson's working on the Last Jedi before Force Awakens is even in th- you know, released. That's right. And because he saw what the script was in this, mm-hmm. but you don't get to the oh, people love the the little baby Yoda isms, so we're going to give you a, a few more of those. Oh, you mm-hmm. grief Karga, you want more grief Karga? Well, now you're going to get more grief cargo because Wait, you, of that. You want Baby Yoda holding another bowl of soup? All right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> more and frogs. And it's not frogs, that right. the fans are like, you know, picking and choosing their endings or to that level, but it's enough that they can read the temperature of the fandom 
and they know that people are are excited for the next bombshell and that certain things might connect and certain recurring characters and mentions of possibilities of Sabine or Ahsoka mm. or Boba Fett. Yeah. John Favreau is aware of that. John, I mean, if yeah. you're any interview, I don't know if he can go an interview without mentioning Boba Fett about right. how he's like, right. well, this is Boba Fett without Boba. Like, it's not, this is Boba Fett if he had a different name. <laughs> like, yes. he was clearly right. told, make a Boba Fett thing, but don't use the name Boba Fett because we were, we're kind of working on other things for Boba Fett. You can't have that. And he talks about how he used to like write Star Wars stories in his dorm room about Boba Fett. And so I want to make a Boba Fett thing. So they told me I couldn't use Boba Fett. So here's the Mandalorian. Right. And better yet, uh, I'm going to give you him without a name. Just a man, just the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah. right, well, you know, success, money talks. So now that it's a success, I mean, there's a lot of pressure on this thing to work. Mm-hmm. Now that it has worked, they have a little more leeway yeah. to, mm-hmm. to add, to pull characters in that before they're like off limits. Right. Yeah. Now they realize, wait a minute. This Mandalorian is actually a vehicle now yes. for something we else we might do. So right. yeah. it's a perfect way to bring in a character to establish something that then Disney's already got an idea of what the movie's going to be. Mm-hmm. It can be birthed right on the Mandalorian because you're going to build an audience right. immediately. And that's a great point because that's something that's different now than it was a year ago too where a year ago it was everything's leading up to episode nine. The movies yeah, were you the do thing. Your li- do your little thing here. Do your thing. But just don't touch the and big stuff. Don't don't mess with the big stuff. Mandalorian yeah. has now become the big stuff. There right. is there is, even though they've had outlines as far as possible release dates for unknown, untitled movies, um, and they're supposed to hit a couple of with you know, especially with real world problems like the pandemic and stuff going on with movie production and stuff, right, right. Mandalorian hasn't slowed down at all. Mandalorian during this mm-hmm. time has been cruising like they obviously they they did whatever they had to do to keep their production going well, as best as possible he's got a mask on all the time he's, exactly <laughs> he's already there's no more socially distant characters than Mando exactly <laughs> and he's wearing a mask it's perfect and they're in the volume there's the, the all volume. those background characters you think that no they're on the screen put that's him in right. a ship yeah, and right. let him that's it you know yeah I was gonna say something <laughs> something else has changed in the industry right so mm-hmm. when Mando came out pandemic and stuff was coming yeah hadn't, hadn't hit yet so we were still counting on, like you say, big production movies. That's where the money is. Yeah. Right. Well, not only has that changed a little bit, it's coming back. Yeah. But Disney made me look like an idiot because I thought it was insane. <laughs> I know where you're going with To this. launch <laughs> yeah. Mulan only on yeah. 30 bucks a pop. Who's going to do that? Well, $300 million worth <laughs> yeah. in the first, it's like the top grossing weekend. Yeah. Puts it, their estimates put it like one of the highest grossing movie. What that does then is that actually I'm I'm wondering now, does the Obi-Wan movies, do those do mm. those do they lean towards a a launch on the Disney Plus? They've made so much money. Yeah. I don't I don't exactly. know. I, my heart still says no. Those whatever the next movie is still gonna go the same path. But it yeah. does make you wonder. And can yeah. they can they work within the Disney Plus for all of this stuff? No. Exactly. And I heard it was funny because I again mentioned the Four Center podcast. They they had a good commentary on the possibility of a Mando movie, and they were like, 
Why? But it would just be on Disney Plus, and we just called a two-hour episode. Right. Like, that's, exactly. that's, that's the end of the movie. That's, that's it. Out, right. You don't need you don't to need, go anywhere. You're going right. to watch the same thing just on a bigger screen. Like we, it's uh, a the movie episode. should be a separate thing. If you're doing a movie, don't do the Mando movie on a big screen. We, you're getting Mando, and it's it's flourishing in the, in the state that it's mm-hmm. in. We, and you can yeah. push the envelope and stuff, but you can do save the Taika Waititi idea, maybe Jedi versus Sith battle type right. of a big type of a movie for the movie thing. And let these, let the the you know Favreau, Filoni types continue exploring with what they've got on the, the sandbox of, of playing with. The- <laughs> COVID has done for movies what the iPod did for music. Mm. It has it has shifted the industry so much that people are now thinking: Do we even? Yeah, I mean, you got movie, you got you got movie theaters suing. Film companies, yeah, for for putting movies on their streaming service instead of sending them to right. the theaters. Mm-hmm. Everything's upside down, and yeah, and mm-hmm. Star Wars is. I, I mean, I still think they're going to put it in the theater. It just feels like that's where it's supposed to be. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. But it makes you wonder. Like right. Mulan was, of all the live action, I thought Mulan was the seemed to be the most interesting live action. I mean, Lion King, that's Favreau, but yeah, it's still animals and stuff. But this is like. Martial arts. It's like what action yeah, movies right, are. Right. And was presented as uh, Lion King, as much as I love Lion King, it was almost a shot for shot remake. Right. Like, yeah, but with a live with a live action mm-hmm. twist to it. I mean still not, it's right. not live action, but more of a realistic Mulan presented itself as this is a different, different this yeah. is a more realistic a little right. different take. This is a it, it did feel much like you were saying. It felt like the most I mean, I was really excited. I still haven't seen it yet because I haven't paid the thirty bucks, but yeah. Um but that was a movie for sure that I was interested in. That felt like that would be a big screen mm. movie that would do well. Um, but right. I we'll guess they know what they're doing. We'll wait and see. It's also interesting. It's a good point that with the streaming service and the way that things have changed, you can still do when when you know world relatively gets back to normal and movies are out on on the big screen. You know, like they were, or similar to how they were before. What's good is now Disney doesn't have to compete with itself to Star Wars movies. When you used to look at this slate of Star Wars movies, I remember when back when it was that uh, Dan and Dave, Benioff and Weiss, the, the mm-hmm. creators from Game of Thrones, were announced that they were going to be doing a Star Wars trilogy, and they've now since backed out of that. Mm-hmm. But it was like Ryan Johnson was going to do a, a supposed Star Wars trilogy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Benioff and Weiss were going to do a Star Wars trilogy. Yeah. And there's still, we all forget about it, but there was still the... Um, Kevin Feige was announced to be doing some Star Wars movie. Yeah, that's true. And I remember adding it up in my head and thinking, 20s. Okay, that's so is So Ryan Johnson's trilogy might start in 2032 or like – Right. Because it's like you need time for these to come out. They're not going to come out in this – you're not going to come – you know, three or four Star Wars movies coming out in the same year like a Marvel because the Marvel is a little bit different because Marvel was based on – and this is something that fooled me back then, too, because obviously I want as many Star Wars movies as possible. But Marvel movies are easier to get quicker to production because they're based on source material also. These are 40 years of comic books and characters that right. are – You have to be adapted, ideas, but the this, stories and They're the adapted, are but it's like – Right. Uh, and again, you hear it when you're well, – I'm sitting in the theater and I'm about to watch Infinity War and these guys next to me are talking about all about the Infinity Gauntlet series that they're like, oh, yeah, because he's going to do this. And then they're I was like, oh, I, it I didn't know that. It took me six movies to figure out the Infinity – like what are these stones about? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, not a, I'm not a Marvel guy. Yeah, exactly. Same here. So it's different than – Okay, 
I mean, you saw how long it takes when they announced that uh, that uh, you know J.J. Abrams is going to be doing Force Awakens. They announced it. I mean, to, in 2012, <laughs> right. 2015, the movie comes out, and that was them like rushing. They they were even like, we have to cast, we have to do this. Right. We're going right. to go to Pinewood Studios and do That's our right. thing that we usually do. That's right. You can't, especially, do it as big as a Star Wars movie, a two hundred million dollar you know right. production movie. You can't have those coming out left and right. But now with the with the Mandalorian and what they've got, you can and have Disney in the Plus. same year a a Star. I mean, like the, I mean, obviously they had it this year where they had Rise of, or last year Rise of Skywalker, and they had Mandalorian as like the little appetizer right before it, right to kick it off, and then it's Star Wars Christmas time for everybody, mm-hmm. and, and they and can like do that without stepping on each other's toes, right? And like you mentioned, and if they have any spinoff shows, live action or you know some of the animated series stuff too. Any of that can also either overlap or just be one right after the other. It's not like you were yeah. saying as I think competitive that, yeah. for the theater when mm-hmm. you can have multiple. Like they have the Obi Wan, they're not going to stop production on Mando season three or season four or whatever That's to right. do the Obi Wan. No, they're going to have it out, and it's going to be it's going to feel like oh my gosh, a few months from now we got Obi Wan coming out. That's right, and then yeah. Mando's coming back around, and it's going to be like I I actually now I sit back and I wonder which of these. Certainly the sequel, certainly the Skywalker saga is going to be in the theaters. Yeah. But which of these other movies would they, had they come out now, would they be a premium plus launch mm. on Disney Plus? Yeah. Like a, you mean like a solo? Yeah. Oh, solo, solo is perfect. Yeah. Solo. Would Rogue, would, would, I mean, right. which of these yeah. would be, could, be. could so a, fit into that? For they sure. good with Solo. Didn't I mean, they, they announce, were initially talking about doing, absolutely. It gives th- a uh, doing a trilogy. Yeah. Those movies now that we didn't they have don't before. feel the pressure yes. to have a huge success in the movie theater. For They're sure. like, hey, this, there's an audience here. People want to see it. For sure. It may not be this huge blockbuster that's going to come out in theaters and make tons of money, like, you know, the Rise of Sky, the Skywalker trilogy, yeah. or, you know, or saga. Yep. Um, it doesn't put as yeah. much pressure on yep. a movie now if they wanted to go back and make a sequel to the to the solo because they were talking initially about making that into a, like a trilogy because they had a ton of stuff with the Crimson Dawn oh yeah and they, they clearly all, set up a, and they man, set up all yeah. the stuff with Kira and Kira's Crimson still Dawn. out there obviously you got Donald Glover as Lando who's a young star mm-hmm. and he's he's great and, and I think you can I mean again it's funny because there's so many things that were announced that all of a sudden you have to go check back and like was this quietly changed right. or anything like that? Yeah. Well, and but it was rumors for change. a long time that that <laughs> I don't remember if it was announced officially by Star Wars or not by Lucasfilm, but but there was like breaking stories like Hollywood Reporter saying that uh, like as of last year that uh, remember that Lando was coming that rumors were there was going to be a Lando uh, like Disney Plus or a Lando yeah. uh, limited series. Starring Donald Glover, sorry, sorry. and then people yeah, essentially right. said it would turn into like a solo too, because you could you would still have it yeah. Han and right. I know Alden Ehrenreich was talking about it, and Alden Ehrenreich's like, I would come back and do Han in a heartbeat. I, he's like, it's the most fun I've ever had. I and thought he did great. I, I thought he did it. such a good job. I thought he was great. It's, yeah. it's the yeah. thing we talked about earlier of how do you do Han Solo without competing against Harrison Ford? You do a different. You you do. He's a different character at the time. He That's shouldn't right. be the. The one that we know from A New Hope at the beginning of this solo movie, because well, he, he had made, made the Episode run Episode nine yet. is a new character, right. exactly. <laughs> or eight, whenever. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Right. I thought he did I a mean, great that's job. That's a different guy. 
Yeah, I thought like the smirks, the the comedy. I thought that that right, was and, right. and Ron. I thought Ron Howard did a great job with when with when he had to step in and take over. I did too. Um, you know, Ron Howard said that's this his biggest grossing film. Isn't that yeah, hilarious that is with Ron Howard's career? That is that, crazy. Uh, I know. And I know he really. I saw a recent just kind of like headline article of Ron Howard talking about how he's like, yeah, I'd love, I'd, I'd do another Star Wars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like Ron Howard loved it. And obviously, there's the, like the Howard Lucas connection from yeah. uh, mm-hmm. back in American Graffiti days right, and stuff. Right. But uh, yeah, I think Solo is one that I loved. I really enjoyed the movie Solo because it just mm-hmm. felt like an action adventure, not taking itself too seriously, but also I thought it was just really well shot. It looked like a yeah. like beautifully made yeah. film. But that's a movie too that if you had even more time, give me. A, you tell me I could give a whole one or two episode, couple episode arc of Woody Harrelson more in Star Wars. Like right. I would have taken yeah. that in a, For in sure. a heartbeat. Some right. more and of, Donald uh, Glover was great too. Donald Glover was Glover great. Was great. It was, he was great. Was, there was so much in in that uh, movie I really liked. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it'll, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what they do moving forward. And I think uh, I think the Obi Wan they did announce recently, or I think Ewan McGregor was. That's what it was. Ewan McGregor is promoting. He's on some new like biker show or something that he's like drive. He's like it's like him and a buddy, or he interviews oh, people and he like rides across that. country yeah. or something. I, I feel like that. he's doing so many things right now. Yeah, and he was doing an interview, and he was asked, of course, because every interview yeah, for right, his whole life right. will be asked about Star, Star Wars forever, forever, which was the funniest when they announced you know last year or the year before yes. they announced him finally that was at great. Star Wars Celebration. Yeah. He had had to. He even admits, like he's like, no, I was told by Disney I had to lie, like blatantly over and over. And he's like, it was exhausting because everyone would ask say, me, do you know? He's like, Kathy, please, <laughs> right. in front of all these wonderful people, ask me one more time. Ask me. And she's like, will you be playing Obi Wan again? again? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, yes. Yes. I can finally yeah. see the, the whole truth. place goes crazy. Uh, but he was talking <laughs> about, sure. he was asked if he thought that it was going to be, and I guess it's not confirmed, but he, he was asked, do you think that it'll be a multiple season thing? And he said, I don't really make those decisions. I know that I, from the script and like from what I've seen, I think it's most likely that it'll be like a 10 episode one shot thing, mm-hmm. which is great because it's, it's 10 hour, it's basically right. 10 I'd hour rather have, Obi-Wan yeah. I'd rather have. Ten episodes in one movie, or for take sure. the character development of uh, Obi Wan in the desert, like wrestling, just the emotional stuff, wrestling with like feeling like a failure. He's failed Luke, all of that stuff. What maybe a young Luke Skywalker he's looking after. You've got all right. that, and then a possible. Right. Um, people are even talking about, and this is kind of veering off a little bit, but the possible confrontation with Obi Wan. There might be another. People are people are speculating that there may be a a, a sort of lost. Obi Wan Vader second confrontation because of the line that Vader says in in A New Hope or the Vader says yep. to Luke of Obi Wan once thought as you did like that you could turn me and so a lot of people speculate like oh that's there's some mm. wiggle room there of maybe Obi Wan has right. some confrontation with a that Vader that he escapes from neither right. of them kill each other obviously um, but that maybe when he sees the idea that when Vader. he sees him in a new hope, it's not the, it's not the first time he's seen him since he became right. yeah. Vader. So who knows? Right. But I just like the idea of all just, just give us as much Star Wars as possible. And now Disney plus you've got avenues where you can do multiple things at one yeah. time without it being yeah. in 2030. Do, do we know the time, the, how old Luke is at the point of this? Obi-Wan. I'm not sure if they've specifically announced yet, but obviously some obviously sometime after he's dropped off there with, is he with like the Lars a, family. Is he a kid? Is he 
Is he like young Annie age or is he like a baby or? I think speculation is that he's uh, a child, that he's somewhere in okay. the probably young Anakin age. Maybe. The only reason I'm asking is because when you were talking, it kind of made me think, I wonder if there's room for Obi-Wan to take Luke on a journey to uh, to Dagobah at all. And he just doesn't remember. What does he say? It's sort of like a dream. He's sort of like a dream. There's some, there's some yeah. loose exactly. stuff there. Like, there's something oddly familiar something about, about this place. place. It's right. like a dream. Hmm. And it made me wonder, if he's young, maybe that's why they could tie in that. I don't know. They don't have to, obviously. Wow. But when you were just saying that, it made me think, maybe they could use that as, he's taking him because he's going back to meet up with Yoda, because they yeah. know. I mean, they, he knows Yoda's alive. They both went into hiding. Um I wonder well, if yeah, episode four, he says, I wonder if he might have met old Ben. Yeah, he, right. there is a connection with the family. He's somehow... Yeah. He's, uh, he's run into him. He knows. knows. Yeah, he knows. Yeah. I just, that's, it just made me think, I wonder how old Luke is supposed yeah. to be, because if he's young enough to forget a memory or something, there right. could be something there. But That's also a funny, playfully poke fun at Star Wars moment of, <laughs> his name is Obi-Wan Kenobi. Right. Yeah. Luke has never met anyone else who's Man, named Kenobi. Kenobi. Obi Wan Kenobi. Does that name mean anything to I wonder if he means old Ben Kenobi. Which Louis <laughs> Old Ben Kenobi. Obi Wan. That wizard's just a crazy so old man. <laughs> yeah, but that <laughs> right. didn't answer the question, Uncle. That old wizard. Is it the same is guy? It the same guy. <laughs> yeah. Wizard? He's a wizard? A oh wi- no. <laughs> it's oh, definitely wow. him then. <laughs> You're still wizard. not the answering only time the question. He's referred to as a spa- old space wizard. <laughs> right. That's hilarious. That's that again, that's George not really having his own. Uh, I'll tell you what I want to see. Yet. I want to see Ben. Take young Luke to Tashi Station to pick up some power converters <laughs> and plant that seed that we can yeah, pull right. out years later. Yeah, he's like, this is what's going to set him on. He's like, this is all. He's piecing it all of it together in a Palpatine-like orchestra. Of, you know, he's orchestrating this thing for decades in advance of. You will get Tashi. Right. You will go to Tashi Station. Power converters. We're gonna I'll find tell you what out. We will see. I just realized we have to see because go to Yoda. Who trained me? Yes. So we're gonna have to see some Yoda Obi Wan. Right. Yeah. I mean, he's a full Jedi, but at that point, but there's gotta be flashback or something where he's he goes be. to Dagobah and Honestly, you see him training with Yoda. Yes. It has to be in there. I'm, we might see some huts. Yeah. We might see. There's a lot of the aftermath see, novels around stuff, that time where stuff stuff's going, going on. on. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, that just it just a little sidetrack there for the for the Obi Wan stuff, but. I mean, it just goes to show these what they can do with oh man all the Disney Plus, the Mandalorian. You know, now seeing like you were saying earlier, how successful it's been. Um, obviously, announcing more more seasons, but then everything they have to play with with Obi Wan and anything else that they well, want to introduce. We we you mentioned this briefly, but the technology, yeah, yeah. Uh, the volume, about, yeah, that's going to change. That's going to change how Star Wars makes movies. Yeah. That's going to change how a lot of people make movies. Yes, that's a mm-hmm. massive breakthrough. And not only is it does it speed up the process, it actually looks better. Yeah. They're able On to On screen it looks better than green screen. And the it actors, looks, the actors talk about they how get to it, see it was it. way oh, better. Instead yeah. of imagining that this dewback is this giant tennis ball on top of top of a basketball hoop, you see the thing. You right. see the dewback. You know, he's like, yeah. it's amazing. I yeah. feel like and they all talked about their experience it, going back. Pedro to Pascal that. was talking about how the sunset 
Oh, yeah, it's like you're sick. standing with Baby Yoda looking off into the sunset, and he goes, oh, I'm actually, or maybe it was- uh um, actually doing it. Yeah. Was it him, or was it uh, Carl Weathers? Maybe it was Carl Weathers. The lava scene, too. He's talking about, oh, yeah, I'm actually scene. looking so off. Cool. You can actually connect to your Carl emotion Weathers and stuff about and that. realize- They're moving, yes, the lava scene's yeah. so cool. Yeah. Moving through the tunnel like, and everything. And imagine the directors, too. I mean, it's just all around, it just helps every single person involved. You're directing, okay, well, let's- Get this tennis ball here. Yeah. Oh, who's that? Oh, hey. well, this is this is you know this is the emperor. Well, it's a, it's a hologram of the it's like, right. You, know, and he's about you can this actually tall. see yeah. this now. You know what I just thought of too, Be- because it's going to go backwards. They're using video game technology. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the so the video game views are already in the show. They could just repurpose those backwards to the video game and give you the yeah. same footage. Wow, yeah. yeah. It's so cool. It, it's also one of those things in the um the Mando documentary, the the gallery, where he talks about how he started doing it with Jungle Book. Yeah. And how yes. he started playing the seed and then he's like, Then I did Lion King was he's like, I was able to do the whole thing for Lion right. King. He went right. straight and yeah, now a he lot took of it. The, yeah. Just makes you think what is this gonna what is the technology gonna look like two years from now? Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, if it looks good now, when now he's got he like Disney kind of took a risk on him like obviously he's like I got this expensive technology we're trying to do it right and then they now see it and all of these Lucasfilm tech guys are behind him watching this going man oh no like could you imagine if we could have done that's why they talk about George Lucas coming to set George Lucas I'm sure is looking at it, he's like ah yeah how many years do I got left uh, maybe I come could, out of this uh, thing right. and do, do, do one more I yeah, was, sure. I was making uh, yeah he was making you know the Death Star Man. literally in the street so that he could fly x in the parking lot yeah. in the yeah, parking yeah, right. lot and you see the, the TIE fires the, the string pulling the TIE fires <laughs> apart and everything and now you've got the I was just thinking now that you've got Favreau who they hit a home run with the technology and everything think of What's again when they put even more money and more of their guys towards this now? They're like, no, this is how the next Marvel. I mean, I know that the Russo brothers came Holy by yeah. and said they watched and said it's a technological thing that like we've never seen anything like it. Right. And what's so funny is it's based on technology. The idea is a hundred years old. Yeah, the idea of just rear screen projection. Mm-hmm. That's how they used yeah. to do it in the right. 40s. And yeah, that, right. And, and he talks about taking it back to it's exactly the same way, and then just using the, the, the update. The trick is the perspective that they have, where it shifts. Yeah, so you can actually change your camera angle, and, and it it'll updates. shift the with you, right? With you, yeah. And and the fact that they have these ultra high definition screens to play with, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the footage that you put on there, as you combine those together, it creates something that's. It, right. It's going to change everything. Yeah, it is. If and you the, haven't seen, if you haven't seen, it's on the gallery, right? It's one of those gallery, episodes. Yeah. If you haven't seen the episode, don't call the volume. Oh, it's so good. Pull it up. Yes. Fascinating. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. It'll change the way you watch the show. Yeah, it really is. It, it really makes me. Will. I mean, I know that when we do our when we when we rewatch stuff this week and ready. Well, again, we got ten days. I'm gonna. I mean, there's so many shots now. Immediately after watching that episode, I remember. Wanting, and I remember turning turning on an episode and thinking, "Wait, so is that not a sunset? Is that you can't even tell?" You can't tell. I, 
I you know well, we just got a new TV. Yeah. I pull up the Mando trailer. It looks better than than episode nine. Oh, it looks it's, unbelievable. It's the, it really the, does. Those planet stuff, but the, like the ship views, it, it looks better. Yeah. It just yeah, looks right. better. <laughs> it's like you're saying to think Crazy. all of that technology came from a TV show. Yeah. Which I mean, initially you'd be like, okay, huge production. I mean, I, it is Star Wars, yep. so obviously they're gonna put some money into it. But still. Coming yeah. from the first ever Star Wars TV I show know. or live action TV show. Right. And it's something that you would expect. Well, I guess you wouldn't even expect, but something that if with those advancements in technology, you would see from like a huge movie coming out or something, you see mm-hmm. that this is about to change. It already is changing, you know, movies, TV shows already with I the know. technology that Favreau's been working with. It's crazy. It really is amazing. Yeah. That's where you think if they're. Obviously, they have expectations now, and one of the differences now, obviously, people have expectations. People start having their own speculation of when answers are going to come or what's going to mm-hmm. happen. So, what answers are you looking for? You, That's a good question. Because uh, we, I, I mean, we've talked about yeah. this. We don't approach Star Wars usually like you no. got to satisfy right. this, or I'm not going to like it. Exactly. Right. I, I'm. Do you I, have any? You guys here's have any the thing. I, here's questions? The thing is I, I like to. I like to, you know, make predictions. Like I can look at it and be like, "Ooh, I think this could happen." But like you're saying, I stay away. And we've all talked about this before. We've talked yeah. about it on, on previous podcast episodes. But staying away from that line of, like you were saying, I think this could happen. If it doesn't, well, now I'm going to be disappointed. Mm-hmm. But then again, I I do like to think this could happen. So there are definitely things from the trailer I could look at and be like. Okay, I could see where they could go with this. Now, if it doesn't happen, it's, it is what it is. Yep. I'm sure I'm going to love whatever it is because mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of Star Wars. Yeah, but uh, there's definitely things that that I feel like could happen that are you know tied in. Well, part of it comes from the announcements that's the, that they've made from characters that could be in this season, being Boba Fett, Ahsoka. Um, those are characters that have been announced that could be in the season. So. Uh, when you look at that, there's a lot of stuff to play with there. Mm-hmm. Um, how much they'll be in it, I think people are excited. My guess would be that they're probably not going to be in it as much as you may think. Like yeah. I think, especially Ahsoka, I feel like mm-hmm. is such a Filoni has such a hold on, <laughs> on Ahsoka. Like, yeah, very proud of it's Ahsoka. The character he created. He created. I don't think that Ahsoka is going to come out first episode and yeah. be in the entire. Entire season, I think. I think she'll come out and be in it a little bit. But and Filoni's the one that he's already slated to. He'll direct yeah. more, but he's right. already slated to direct one for sure. Right. So and I, you have to remember, this like is halfway. the Mandalorian. It's right. not going to become the Ahsoka. That's so right. It, it's all going to be how does that character mm-hmm. as much screen time as they have is going to be how does it serve the Mandalorian? How does it serve right. that purpose with yeah. Baby Yoda? I don't see. And not to, and I'll give back to you, Nate. But I don't see, like you were saying, I don't see them veering off and having. I don't think we're gonna have right. like two episodes where we don't see the Mandalorian because now we're just follow, following right, a soaker right. around. I don't and think you, that's gonna happen. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. And you could tease, like you were saying earlier, they could announce potential yeah. spinoffs. Yeah. So it's an opportunity to bring Ahsoka into a live action, and then you have a live action spinoff or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I don't think she's gonna come in. Like I honestly wouldn't be surprised if if we see Ahsoka last episode. For a little bit, mm. or second to last, third yeah. to last, and that's just a little bit makes your introduction. It, she's there; she serves a purpose with Baby Yoda, something with the Force or something like that, and kind of connecting it that way. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if she'll be in it a lot. 
there is room for for Sabine, who's a character from Rebels, um, who is a Mandalorian. So that in itself right. is like, okay, there's room there. That makes, that makes yeah. a lot of sense. Yeah. There's a fit there. Mm-hmm. I don't think they officially announced anything, but I could see see her making an appearance as well. And maybe even having a bigger role than you might think because it makes sense that she's a Mandalorian. She could help out with Mando and mm-hmm. finding his way or this is the way and kind of seeing her yeah. her take on everything that's going on in the world. But uh there's there's some room there that, that we, things could happen. Are we gonna get a are we gonna get another name instead of Baby Yoda? <laughs> That's a good are question. Are we gonna get a species? Because right now it's I guess they're because the official name on all the merchandise is the child. The child. Um, a species name is is that's a George I, Lucas no no. I guess I know. Right. I was gonna say that's a. I wonder if there's. Uh, I I just remember when they even put in like the Yoda type when we saw there's Baby Yoda. I thought. Ooh, like I'm surprised they were allowed to even do like it felt like yeah. one of those like almost like sacred things of like things. interesting. It's like introducing right. another Skywalker or something. Right. You're like, whoa, this is a this is a big thing. Yeah. Um but I, I think you said it perfectly, Uncle, that I like watching the show making fun predictions, maybe like in my head and like that type of stuff. I like doing that while also just I don't expect anything or I, I don't go in I know some people it feels like especially more than ever nowadays especially with Star Wars movies people go into a theater and it feels like they've crossed their arms and go well if Luke does not ignite the green lightsaber and come out here looking like a video game character and taking down the whole first order with a laser sword like <laughs> Luke, I mean Luke literally is saying that basically to the fans I'm not doing this um, I am not doing, doing this right, that is right, if right. you think that that is what I'm that's doing not the Jedi way. that's great you can like you can get excited about that but that is not that's that is inconsistent with what yeah. a Jedi is supposed to be doing right and so I I do like what you said I like approaching these stories with and this is why we have i think all three of us have a problem with the not my luke type of an ideology or type of a um you're just type of that mindset of we don't own the characters um even mark hamill says in the last jedi yeah in the last jedi documentary which i right. love the ryan johnson you know yeah. uh, the director in the jedi right. he right. says i don't know listen i he even says i fundamentally disagree with what they're with where they're taking this character but I also trust Ryan, and I'm going to act, you know, right. as best I can to f- foresee his vision. And also, guess what? I don't own the character. And if Mark Hamill is saying that, right. I don't think any guy in their basement who's watching a Star Wars movie should be like, "That's not my Luke." Well, none of them are your Luke because you don't own Luke. Right. <laughs> right. Um, Which he even later came back. There's interviews of him coming. Yeah, back he shifted. Saying, yeah, saying, "Yeah, there's things that I still maybe could have done differently, or something that I." You know, may, maybe not have liked at first, but looking, he's like, I think it turned. He even came back, so I think he turned out great. Actually, like, there's a lot of things about it that I think he read it later than realized actually was a testament to who, you know, the vision of Luke Skywalker that everyone saw was because mm-hmm. he ended up being the hope that they needed anyway. So, right, yeah. Yeah. I and mean, we can talk about that yeah. forever. But yeah, <laughs> we could always do that. He turned into the Obi Wan character, um, but the idea of being excited for it, you can have predictions in your head. That stuff is fun. We like doing that as well. But also, not going in with a checklist of, well, it's been episode three and I don't have a name for Baby Yoda yet. Right. So or, cancel Favreau. We're out. Right. Like right. or the announcement, not, like Ahsoka's not in it on episode two. Where is she oh, going to come? Yeah. Yeah. Terrible season. Yeah, <laughs> right, <laughs> exactly. Right. Just sit back and I, I like sitting back and unfolding. 
And it's funny. It's I like treating it as if it's uh, maybe it's a nerdy thing to say, but treating it as if it is you're watching the history of what happened unfold. Like what happened happened. Mm-hmm. Right. And even if I disagree with some of the choices it, or, or even if there's things I don't like as much, like, yeah, I could use uh, maybe Jar Jar stepping in one fewer piles of poop. That would be fine with me. <laughs> one, you know, one was enough. We don't need multiple. It didn't George. ruin your childhood. <laughs> yeah, it didn't ruin my childhood. It didn't murder my childhood. Uh, it's a bit extreme. So you're, you, you see it like, oh, my Abraham Lincoln would never be assassinated at Forge Theater. Yes. Right. No, we're actually I seeing we that. Right. Canon. What happened? It's unfolding. Yeah. It is kind of. You unfold okay, just a little side note. Happen. We do know that this is pretend. Yes, okay? exactly. But the, it's it's pretend canon. It is what exactly. happened. Yeah. Right. It right. is right. fans it of is. this, but pretend, we understand like that, that it's creators and yeah. that people now, yeah, yeah, yeah. especially nowadays, it is not even the it's not even the initial creator. It is people who grew up on Star Wars right, are now right. taking the reins and doing it. But as far as from a story going, like when I'm when I'm watching uh, the Last Jedi, or I'm watching Rise of Skywalker. It's funny because it sounds it sounds you know maybe it sounds like you can't separate reality, but I sit there and I and my first thing is not when Luke does something that I feel is maybe out of character or surprising. I don't think he wouldn't do that. I thought, whoa, I didn't see that didn't coming. Expect right. I didn't expect that. Right. right. But that's what happened. Like it's yeah. like, oh wow, that's so that's what Luke. So that's yeah. how Luke responds when he gets the lightsaber. Not that he wouldn't do that. They're like, no, he did it. He did. I mean, he already did it. <laughs> right, right. And, it's like there's no. I can I can no make a I can make a parallel between Breaking Bad mm-hmm. and Star and and maybe the Mandalorian or Star Wars mm-hmm. because as Breaking Bad as it unfolds, tied in Star Wars, I like certain characters more or less. Yeah. Right. I don't look at the thing and go, they would never right. do that. Yeah. Right. It just changes how I feel or about it. Or made a mistake it by is going it down is, that right? route. It's, right. yeah. So if Luke does that, it just might be that you don't like his choice. Yeah. I don't agree with what Luke did there. Yeah. It's not that I think it couldn't happen or it's impossible. It's not your favorite thing. I just don't like that. Right yeah. Now. yeah. And if you and take that perspective, that's, yeah, fine. that's yeah. fine. It's totally fine. It's fine. We all but have Star Wars of... movies we like more than others and characters we like more than others and decisions we like more than others. Right. Right. Yeah. But it it is what it what it has made. It is. That's what yeah. it is. And I like watching it unfold either way. Yeah. Right. Exactly. It's, it's fun. That's what I think. It's fun. I think that the uh, if you're asking like, what do I think the most frequent or fan questions are? Not necessarily like things I need answered. I think people are wondering, maybe you had a name, possibly again, yeah, maybe. Well, he species. I don't. Species. I just think the, I don't think the speak whole yet. meme. Yeah, of it that's, being that's Baby Yoda. Of being Baby. What Baby Yoda has created for the Mandalorian has become. <laughs> people know know Baby Yoda as as a name. More than they know the show called The Mandalorian. I mean, they everybody knows What's Baby that show Yoda. Baby Yoda's on. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, like, I feel oh. like that's become such a thing that I don't know if they'll give a name. Like, yeah. it's almost like they could take. Like you were talking about earlier, you can adjust with the audience when you do shows because you can lead on to the next season based off a response, right? Yeah, they could be like, "This Baby Yoda thing has become so big. Maybe we should not." give a name quite yet maybe that's something we do at the very end when we're about to wrap up the entire mm-hmm. thing we can have the whole show end with him mandalorian taking on you know baby yoda as like his own 
son or whatever and naming naming him yeah or something like that but like i just don't know if we'll find out a name i don't it, know if it'll well, happen. it doesn't yeah. i would i would venture to say it doesn't have a name yeah yeah because whoever he was separated from and put in that right. pod and they found him right it, it's possibly wasn't ever yeah named it was right. just i don't think that whoever yeah whoever took him probably didn't see birth and in here his dad go mm, it's Schmoda. Yeah, it's, 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 uh, and then the guy's like, "Hey, we've got Schmoda," and then they just keep carrying on this name, whatever a name he was. Like Chewie named his son Lumpy. Lumpy, right? exactly. Yeah. Uh, I don't think. Yeah, I think that's a great. I think it's a great point. I think right. that it's. I think it could be. It could be. Uh, maybe we're onto something here. Maybe it's more likely that eventually the Mandalorian gives him a name. That's what. That's as his yeah. as his uh, a father figure now. And again, this is probably not likely a season two thing. But if he if it he's kind of solidified of this is his crew. He's the one who looks out. I'm here looking out for the kid. Eventually, he maybe even starts. Even if it's like a nickname where he just calls him the kid, a bunch like that, mm-hmm, or right. the child. Um, that We're there's gonna, something there, yeah. but it, again, it's one of those things. Even though that's maybe one of the biggest questions, I'm thinking as ever we're talking about it, like, hmm, would I be satisfied if the show goes three or four seasons and I never know the name? Yeah, yeah, I, I would yeah. bother me yeah, at all. I would no. not at all. I would. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Bother me at all. <laughs> hey, no name is better than a terrible name. True. Shmoda. Shmoda. I mean, if they good. do that, <laughs> that's not my baby Yoda. <laughs> that's not my baby it. Yoda. Last episode. <laughs> no, Shmoda would never do that. So yeah, no, yeah. it's possible that it's You're just... making me think, though, and like, <laughs> as we go it's off of these, Shmoda. you're like, my, my, you get me started thinking about what, you know, what are questions that people could be asking. And like you said, Mike, was, you know, this might not be something that we see in season two, but down the road, you could see that Mandalorian so far, you know, like, like we were saying earlier, could eventually give give Baby Yoda a name. But it just got me thinking, are we going to continue to see, and we will, but are we going to continue to see Mandalorian gradually grow closer and closer and have a harder time getting rid of him? We saw him try to get rid of him because he thought it was what's best for Baby Yoda was to stay at the village. Didn't work out, right? Mm-hmm. Now, based on what we've seen in this trailer. Yeah, he's being directed li- have, to do something. Right, he's being directed uh-huh. to he's find, already resistant. find his people, yeah. find this evil, and uh, from his perspective, An enemy, enemy sorcerers. sorcerers. Right. Uh, yeah. Is he going to get to this point and realize this, either either they're not who I think they are, and or is he going to get there and realize, oh, maybe they aren't enemies, but, but I still don't want to. Is it going to lead to him being like, I still don't want to give him up. I'm not ready. Even yeah, like, like I'm that. not ready. I think no matter what, it's like a child or something. Like no matter what, I'm gonna be the best one to protect this this person because I know I'm gonna do whatever it takes to keep this person safe. Is that are we gonna see his emotions kind of continuously grow closer and closer to Baby Yoda? Mm. I like that. I, that's yeah. something I hadn't really considered before. Is that if he's successful, if he gets where he's supposed to get to, even let's say if he goes as far as he finds the the not even just the Jedi but the the actual species. He finds right. the Yoda species and knows, oh, this is clearly where you came from. Mm-hmm. But these people don't know. They don't know you. Like I've, I've, I mean, I guess baby Yoda is what, 50 years old. So maybe they know him a little bit, but he's like, they haven't been looking out for you. And mm-hmm. if they were, they haven't been, not that we know of, they haven't been actively searching, searching to find you. you. I've been right. protecting you across the galaxy. There's going to be some attachment there. That'd be very, a uh, very interesting. Uh, I'm just trying, now I've got the imagery in right. my head of, 
a sea full of Yoda creatures. <laughs> oh all. my it goodness! Like, it was like the. Uh, it reminds me of the Toy Story, the claws. The claws. That's what they look like. like <laughs> and uh, they all have arms open wide, and right. and Mando's trying to decide. Mando do I give, becomes. Do I give him up? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. you know, there's also we're, we think of him as Baby Yoda, right? Yeah. Mando's got to make a living, mm-hmm. and I don't think he's had a better partner, right? Ever. Ever. I mean, he's literally saved his life now. Saved his life. Saved his life. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And he there's saved a grief cargo. There's a power Baby, there. Do the little magic hand thing. Right. He saved a couple people. There's a power there that could be a, a that's not just him protecting. I mean, we're really going to find out that, that he's been protecting right. Mando the whole time. Yeah. Maybe. Right. But there's a power there that could, I mean, it's and, a pretty good bounty hunter. You got the right. force. User yeah. right and there with you. If he sticks with his bounty, if he still has this core bounty hunter roots of I need reputation in this galaxy. Yeah. What's going to give you better reputation than you walking around with a force user? Man, taking on bounties. I know, <laughs> with, right? For when they think force users are like extinct, right? Exactly. You've got like you're going to have one, become basically. a huge reputation. But yeah, another question too that people were speculating from season one because you know people dissect every frame oh, of every yeah everything um was could baby yoda, is he a clone is he a clone of either yoda or that species yoda yep. species the doctor had the patch because the, the doctor patch right the doctor the had Camino the patch cloning patch right? on Camino, yeah yeah so is this something that we could find out in season two or later down the road that you know he's a clone and it's all part of that's why it's with the that's why it's with the empire Mm-hmm. They want control of this. Is there some sort of connection with, you know, Camino and and are there others out there? Or so, is he taking like to be cloned? Right. Or yeah, true. Or is was he the he... source of which they want to create an army of baby Yodas? I think right. that be. might be possible because they weren't. It didn't seem like he originated there. They right. wanted. They, they wanted, wanted the asset. If he there. was a clone, they wanted they the cloning they, doctor to examine true. him to see if he's capable of what they want to do yeah, you got not more of like hey you got loose let's get put you back, right. you back. You came from. no 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 that's right. the thing that's what we yeah. want right. to reproduce right that really got me thinking too because that that almost makes more sense because if he was a clone right now they could be like oh well, well we've got others we've got another one why is he so valuable because he could potentially be the one that they want to clone, to clone. Yeah. and yeah. so his mission could be become don't let any don't let baby Yoda out of your sight because we can't let this person get cloned and get in the hands of the Empire or the rubble of what's left of the Empire slash first order in the yeah. future. It becomes him. There's one thing, yeah. If there's one thing we know from Star Wars, everybody works for somebody. Right. right? Yes. <laughs> We've learned so, that when you think Darth Vader's the big bad. Exactly. There's right. another uh-huh. one. Exactly. There's another. So who was pulling the strings ab- above? When they were pulling right. in the ass out, paying the best car, yeah. that, who who provided yeah. all that? Because it didn't happen in that little hut there. No, there was some. There was something above them. And then you think right. the client's the big the big guy, and then then no, we're introduced not. to Moff Gideon. And that's right. Right. Yeah. That's no. Yeah, so I think it's, that it goes far. It goes way deeper than we know. I would say as as far as a personal. Now that we're talking about it. Much more than Baby Yoda's species, Baby Yoda's name. I think that the biggest question or one of the questions that, uh, again, I'm not demanding an answer, but I'll be excited for, they've they've clearly teased it up, is what specifically the plan is, what Moff Gideon, what the 
remnants of the empire or these, you know, imperial, you know, whoever's left over, um, what their specific plans are for baby Yoda, or even mm-hmm. if it's like, this is how we, how was the galaxy built in the first place with a force user? Like, mm-hmm. like how, or like, how was the empire built in the force in the first place? Because of Palpatine and Palpatine yeah. built up and he turned Anakin. This is something that made, they're like, well, we don't have Palpatine's gone. There's no Vader, right. but these guys were maybe loyal to the empire and knew a little bit of how it came about. And then you go, well, if we can turn a force user that mm-hmm. is shown to be, uh, that's been shown to have um, right. a, a powerful, uh, you know, uh, blowback or a powerful uh there's there's some uh cause and effect there of how how that can be useful what if you clone a force user they've cloned right. troopers before but if you clone a yoda force user yeah. who also lives to be 900 years old right. that's right you're like well now we have not only an army they have an army that will last forever generations and right. generations that's and right. generations um obviously that could be just like Big thinking there, but you just wonder what in the world See, is the plan. The, yep. Here's the thing that's really interesting about Mandalorian that makes it different than Star Wars. George Lucas created Star Wars and the myth and, and the 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 backstory became bigger than he ever thought. He didn't have yeah. names for all these people right, in the right, cantina. Right. No. He didn't have names. Yoda no. and Yaddle. So <laughs> yeah. right. He didn't have they're just they're just creatures. Walrus man. Filoni. Yeah. Right. These guys Snaggletooth. They they will. They do think on that level. So George Lucas wasn't thinking on the level right. of this. So when you mention a patch, yeah, on a guy's arm, right? George would be like, I, I, he just had his just shirt happened. on. I don't know what he wanted. It just happened to George look like. George's like, like the that's same. the guy. He just wore it's, that in was, that day. He looks like a guy. Yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But but we know that. So when that stuff happens in the Mandalorian, that's not an accident. That's intentional. Now, now that's a specific. When you detail. see the ice cream right. maker holding the bet, we we know that's not an accident. Yeah. These things are thought right. out. I do the math real quick for me. Yoda, Yoda's timeline. Yep. Yoda's timeline with Baby Yoda's timeline. Do they over? They overlap. They overlap. Yes, they do overlap. They overlap because they do. Overlap. We're looking I, again. I you can correct me if I'm wrong. This is maybe five, five to ten years. Five years, something like that. After I believe after the fall of the Some, empire. Yeah, somewhere. It's somewhere. There. It's not. I mean, it's only. If you think of the timeline so, from uh, how much Luke aged. So there's like, what, a 30-year gap, 40, 30, 40-year gap between yeah. that and... So it's within that first decade, I believe, of uh, somewhere within that first decade of the fall of the Empire, where there's enough that there's still stormtroopers around, there's still right, Imperials right, around, right. but it's just kind of a lawless time. People are talking about like the Republic's kind of a joke because they're like, ah, the New Republic's are like nothing yet. Mm-hmm. Um but Yoda, obviously Yoda made it all the way to Return of the Jedi yeah. and then died. 50 years back, for sure, baby Yoda's a thing. So yeah. we 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 never get insight into why Yoda was on Dagobah. We never get that. Yeah. Right. Unless it's in one of the books or something they, I haven't read. They talk read. a little bit about um, Yoda makes an appearance to Dagobah previously. Mm-hmm. In Is it Clone Wars? Clone right? Wars. And so that's why they basically give a reason as to why he decided to go to Dagobah when he went into hiding is mm-hmm. because he knew that Dagobah was such strong with the force. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a, they strong talk a little bit about dark side presence in particular. There's a strong dark side presence. That he thought, too. I think that he thought it yeah. would be, it would be uh, I believe, 
as a hiding spot. It would be, a good, It'd be a good hiding place because it has a strong dark side presence that you would yeah. be able to sense Yoda, a light side force user there because hey, you man, look at it. I would not be surprised at all. I don't know anything about what's coming. I haven't read I it. I think I know what you're going to say. I would not be surprised at all if there's a Dagobah connection here. I mean, think about this. Dagobah is, a, is a, like a swamp planet. Right. What do we see the diet of Baby Yoda? Right. Yeah. He's a frog. He's a frog, yeah. Now, we might say, oh, he eats anything, but- uh, he he picked that up like it was food. Yeah. Right. And somehow Baby Yoda realized, somehow he knew that he could put his hand out and lift that Before. creature off yeah. the ground. Somehow he knew. He's He's been shown that by somebody. Right, 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 right. Yeah. It's not an accident. <laughs> somebody has told him that you can do this. This is a thing. Why couldn't you it just, be Yoda? Yeah. Also, yeah. even though we know Yoda didn't originate from there, when you think Yoda, you think Dagobah. You think Dagobah. Right. So if you think could baby Yoda, it's it's a natural It may be someplace else or yeah. a different Yeah. But we right. know the strongest force user, Yoda <laughs> exactly. looks yeah. like him. Yeah. Descendant from I think from, that's not a huge stretch. Why like not? That. Everybody's related to somebody and stuff. Yeah. Right. A couple things you just reminded me of. One Baby Yoda uses the force to lift up creatures, and immediately we accept it. We don't even question it. Don't question it. Right. Ray uses a lightsaber, and everyone freaks out that she wasn't trained. Right. <laughs> he's a that's baby. True. <laughs> just, he's a baby. That's he's right. force. So that's just something I find out. He's actually right. funny. healing. He's healing he's people. Healing oh people. man! Right. So he knows how to do that. It's right. not like it's. Here's you the know thing. What I mean? Yeah, it's someone's very trained much, him. The he's other trained. thing you remind me, and I think you may even have mentioned, or someone mentioned it. I don't know. I heard it maybe somewhere. I can't take credit. Could it be that the overlap is actually exact? We don't know anything about Yoda's race. Right. Could it be Yoda like reincarnated or something and has maybe some knowledge of that already because of the force was so strong. Now, we, I, I guess we that. do. I guess we, I don't know, because I guess we do see Yoda as a force ghost. So maybe that doesn't yeah. work. But something about Dagobah being so strong with the force that there could be something there with Yoda being. You know, on Dagobah, and, and just knowing the species is so strong in the force because wow. we see Baby Yoda. Who knows? But yeah, yeah. I think that that's Whew. like we we're saying. There's there's a lot of different. What's great is I don't think there's a lot of obvious huge questions. There's 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 I think we're gonna get a lot of stuff about the dark saber. I think that's a that's a thing mm-hmm. that um, yeah, if people aren't aren't familiar at all with the. Uh, you know the rebels and clone war stuff you might think oh that's a cool weapon someone had but that's an intent the fact that they brought that is very intentionally tying in some of the storylines and characters from the other mandalorian lore stuff that they right, already have out right. there so that's the a very history. specific choice again like right. you're saying george might say oh, accident. A shiny yeah. uh looks there's, like a shiny sword the, that captain uh, hook would have put or it something this way. the mandalorian yeah. <laughs> the mandalorian Without a doubt, knows what that weapon is. Would you yeah. say? I all feel like all Mandalorians like the... would look at that and say, "I know what that is. That is our history. Mm-hmm. Is that that completely resembles the history of the Mandalorians? So for them to use that is, you know, like you said, extremely intentional with the weapon that you're using. Which brings me into because I was going to say you mentioned other questions. Was yeah, how did how did Moff Gideon get it? Mm-hmm. Uh, they could tie in some of how did he get control of it? Because last we saw, the dark saber who who had it. Uh, did Sabine give it to? Was it Bo-Katan? Yeah, Bo-Katan. Yeah, maybe. Maybe yeah. I'd have to rewatch. 
Which, by the way, is rumored to be in Mandalorian. Yeah. Um, the I believe Katie Sackhoff, the who the actress who actually mm-hmm. voices uh, Bo-Katan in, is actually rumored to be the live action oh, yeah, version wow. of her in this. So we'll see. But it's yeah, it's. I think that the the Great Purge that they keep talking about, because um, there's there's like a Jedi Purge and stuff, which means something different. But the Purge of Mandalore, right. they keep they keep referring to this, and they have these every time they go to the armor, when she's banging on yeah. the, the Beskar and making yeah. stuff. He it shows these flashes of him as a child, which I actually love that they show the. Battle oh droid, gosh, yes. Uh, you know the turning the the big old yes. um, yeah battle droids uh, from that Clone Wars time period, which is which also just it's great because they they've now established that their storyline can also move forward while showing flashbacks, which I believe I'm trying to think we've never seen a flashback. I mean, we've had Anakin have that's visions. not a yeah. We've we've never seen a total flashback in no, Star Wars it's not before. A typical of, Star Wars move. Yeah. So it's just interesting because the possibilities again. It's it's funny because they're in a time period that we know, like we said, we know stuff that happens before, big galaxy stuff, and stuff that happens after. But they're very much like have the reins are off. They can they're they're not in a confined space to. They can tell the story linear they can they can tell backwards forwards, any of mm-hmm. the stuff mm-hmm. go to plants tie in force users don't tie in this person go anywhere because he's a bounty hunter and bounty right. hunters travel everywhere so it makes sense he's not a luke character that's confined to uh, a desert planet or a that's ray right. and stuff who finally gets into the battle his life is oh i got a fob find it i'm go off. to that person right. wherever can, it is yeah, which we saw in season one. You can go to Tatooine. You can go to that's right. Who knows if there's a, a Dagobah or an Endor or, or so he's got to be. Or something. I mean, yeah, like I said, he's, he's got to make a living. He's gonna. It's not. Ju- he's gonna take bounties still, right? Yeah, well, you would I would think imagine. Along the way, you would. I would have, maybe, his armor's not. Com- was was his armor complete? Uh, I don't know. Maybe uh, well, not. Did it? Com- did he, he complete it when he got the jetpack? Oh well, he has. The, yeah, he does have the jetpack. have the jetpack now. now. I don't know. If well, it, I don't know. That's got to be when he goes to that, when he's at that wrestling match thing. Yeah. I'm sure that's, I mean, that's got to be. He's like Gaborian. Yeah, he's probably some kind of a bounty there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, He had to get more of that. What what do they call that weapon that that whistles out of his. The whistle, the. Yeah. Yeah. Because he only had a certain amount. He only had a certain limited amount in the first episode. He used it when he was in the room with the client. So he had to have got more. Yep. There's four of us and one of you. I like those odds. I like those odds. Right. Yeah. But yeah, there's a there's a lot of a lot of questions that, you know, we could we could see answered or not, or, you know, just little snippets here and there. I think a lot of the bigger questions for season two specifically revolve around um since they've teased some of these characters yeah. that'll be in it, revolve around, you know, what are the characters from Rebels and Clone Wars that we could see make an appearance. Let me let me throw out a random a question from a, a moment in the trailer. Okay. Yeah. He's on he's on the boat. I don't want to yeah. say ship. He's on the <laughs> yeah. boat. Is that because of the damage that we see at the beginning of the episode, you think? On the oh. on to, the crest? Uh, yeah. The razor crest? Because the yeah. it's damaged and floating. Is it possible that that somehow is related? Otherwise, he would just right fly, just fly across. Yeah. But if there's damage right. that his, that he can't fly 
I was actually thinking. Or you have to take some other transportation. Yeah. Or it could yeah. be the fog it or the be, mist yeah. or whatever. It could be Star with Star Wars too. There's we've had a ton of uh, tracking, detecting. Yeah, could be trying to avoid. If you're in the air, he could be getting for sure. You know, he could get detected. He could be tracked. He could be trying to avoid. It's interesting. Any, anything on the radar? I don't know, but it is interesting because well, as soon as we saw that, we're like, he's on a like this. What is right? Like, this is great. I Imagine love the it. sea creatures that we. I mean, yeah, right. all kinds of stuff. Exactly. There. All right. Yeah, there's so much that uh, that could happen. Yeah, it's. Uh, Are we gonna see a planet of um, apes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would explain these apes. <laughs> no, are we gonna see a planet of like? Uh, he's gonna go face the enemy, uh, an, uh, a group of enemy. Uh, what do you, what does he call them? Enemy sorcerers. Enemy, enemy sorcerers. sorcerers. Are we gonna see that? Because the Jedi, as far as we know, have been hunted down and killed, right? Yeah. yeah. So this again, we know that's there's true. some out so, there. I mean, but, during this time period, it's what Luke and Cal Kestis. Oh, from Fallen Order. <laughs> so they're out there. That's but yeah, there's but a as couple a gathering there's like Ahsoka. No, yeah, that's that's what's uh that'll be interesting because we don't. Yeah, I mean, as far as we know from the sequel trilogy, oh, I just had a thought. Yeah, <gasps> take it. So uh, Mando has no idea who Yoda is. No, no. idea. Ahsoka no idea. does. Right. So he does. So if there is some kind of connection there, and she, because nobody so far would say Baby Yoda. Time. No one would. Ahsoka would connect it and go, that's Baby Yoda. That's Baby Yoda. <laughs> or someone in that. Yeah. In yeah. that. Has to be someone that would in, in that circle. Right. So if he's tracking down a race of enemy sorcerers, <laughs> they True. would know. Right. They would know the significance, not just of this little asset or the child yeah they would know the significance of the species right and the abilities that come with it which is actually right. why ahsoka makes the most sense of, totally makes sense you, without right. it being like a major without it being mark hamill as luke skywalker coming right. back because he's that a, a force be, user is like it wouldn't make he's not gonna all of a sudden oh okay i'm you know, I'm doing this stuff with Han and leia and they're trying to build a new republic i'm gonna go help get this baby yoda like that's right. not a thing but Ahsoka is someone who has left the Jedi Order, been through every timeline, user, been through all the timelines, the major stuff and the side, the, the yeah. quote unquote side quests or whatever. <laughs> but was very much front and center, knows new Master Yoda very well, was a very wise Force user in her own right, and actually, I would say even was she is the basically the continuation of she was essentially, and again, there's different. Uh, there's different reasons. I won't spoil for any for anyone who hasn't seen all of Clone Wars, but there are different reasons why she ended up separating, and some of them outside of her control. But her her philosophy was very similar by the end to like a Qui Gon, Qui Gon of yeah. someone who was just could actually see the clear picture of, oh no, there are good things about the Jedi, and I have obviously have more sympathy towards the Jedi, and I will defend and fight for the Jedi and protect them, like with my life. But I'm also not comfortable being in what the Jedi Order has become mm -hmm. because it has become so political, so corrupt. Again, the, Je the Jedi are taking rank. We've mentioned that before. Yeah, like generals. That, that in general, right. you know, is right. right. That in its in itself is like the major red flag. Knowledge and defense. Uh, yeah. General. Nope. Uh, nope. Right. nope. Now we're gonna make of this formation because we're right. you know, we're gonna flank to the right. right. Okay. Yeah. You're. Uh, so she, it makes sense with the timeline that she would be the perfect character of, we need someone who knows who Yoda is, 
who can recognize a force user and also recognize maybe if, especially if the rest of the world thinks these are an ancient uh, sorcerers that are villains and stuff like that, she can be a calm middleman type of yeah, person right, who is the, right. wait, I know who, I know, even though you've been with, I know what he is, and I know the only other thing I've seen in the entire galaxy that looked like him. Mm-hmm. I'm going to help you return to the people, or I know I know where to look at least, or she knows some answers. Yeah, exactly. Could come forth. Yeah, she yeah. would be the connection between the actual Yoda and the baby Yoda. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. that'll be again. I don't know if anything's yeah. officially confirmed with that, but there's so yeah. much speculation. Yeah. It's kind of know. like it's one of those things that's like confirmed but not released by. Right. Like it's enough that people are like, yeah, I think that's pretty true because I think there's been no denials or anything like that, and it's. It's something that like big, big newspaper, like credible sources have run with, but obviously they just don't want to. You don't want to spoil too much if you're Lucas home and say the rumors are true. This person's coming. Right, this person yeah. be a little person. mysterious. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I'm not speaking of having read or seen anything. I'm yeah. just mm-hmm. totally speculating. No, I, yeah, think I have that's, no idea. That's the perfect though. That makes sense though. Like if if those rumors are true, it makes sense yeah. that that is the. And again, it could be there could be some side quests in there, which would be so cool with uh, with Ahsoka right. and the Force user. But as far as the essential task of why would Ahsoka make sense, because that's the connection to she because she knows regular Master mm-hmm. Yoda. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. That'd be, that'd be it. the only other thing that got me thinking, which I know we talked a little bit about off you know off air, I guess, was uh, from from the trailer. We see this ice planet. Now, if you have seen, you know, Clone Wars, you've seen a little bit more of of the history of the Jedi, where they find their crystal, mm-hmm. uh, it, how it calls to them, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, kind of as a as a young, um, you know, Jedi in training, a Padawan going out and kind of becoming a Jedi, I guess, being accepted into the Jedi Council or or being accepted into the Jedi Order. Um, was you go to this? Is it I Ilum Ilum? The I planet. It's, I think it's pronounced Ilum. Ilum Ilum. Um, is the ice planet basically yeah. from from Clone Wars, and we've also now seen it in video games like uh, Jedi Fallen Order, um, where you go to get that crystal. Now we see in the trailer uh, an ice planet, Ma- Mando walking through a similar sort of narrow ice. Entrance potentially uh, looking for Jedi. Potentially, right? we have the dialogue of looking for the evil ancient, you yeah, know, sorcerers, enemy sorcerers, enemy sorcerers. Yeah. So yeah. it's something that could that I've seen. You know, people talk about. For me, immediately as soon as I saw that, I, without having any context, yeah, or looking up anything, immediately I was like, oh, that that could easily be this the the planet because it makes sense with the dialogue that we were given mm-hmm. in the trailer. Yeah, that that's you know he's looking for them. So why wouldn't you? Get a history of okay. Well, what where do they do? What where do they go? What's the, okay? Well, that's you know a huge crucial planet. Mm-hmm. That's a part of their their I guess what they call it in Star Wars their religion, the Jedi religion. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so it could be again if it's not, it, it is what it is. But that is another question that I know personally myself that instantly I was like, oh, that could be something there. I couldn't see this particular thing happening. I think this would be under the category of massive stretch. <laughs> I like massive stretch. This sounds good. But yeah. having said that, hear me out. <laughs> I kinda like I like where this is going. What if all of a sudden they're going and they're looking for they're looking for 
know, the sorcerers looking for the Jedi. But while they're in there, Baby Yoda gets a little tingle in his ears. And he's called to a kyber crystal. <laughs> yeah. And we build a little Baby Yoda lightsaber. And he's got a little baby saber. A little baby saber. Right. It's as green, big as like a green, rattle. Of course, right. It's as big as... <laughs> but again, it's it's but interesting if you look thing at because context, if you think of if you think of or the maybe idea not even him, the, not even the saber, maybe just the crystal, just yeah, the crystal for sure. Yeah, and have it right? exactly. Yeah, true. Well, if true. you think of him, his force abilities and obviously his way to reason, it's it's funny because he's both a baby, but he's also the fact that he's fifty years old is apparent with the way he's able to use the force. He's able yes. to do stuff like he's obviously has he's progressed, yeah, knowledge and capabilities there. So. Start right. fitting him for that lightsaber, baby Yoda lightsaber. <laughs> for the lightsaber, and if you're going, uh, uh, sure, sure. And, uh, <laughs> Jeff Goldblum randomly it has nothing to do with Star Wars, but I'm um, uh, hear you out. Yeah, okay, there it is. If you're going with, um, you know, context, I guess you look at Yoda. His lightsaber was short, shorter than any other lightsaber we've seen. For sure. Why mm-hmm. can't baby Yoda get a little short lightsaber going? <laughs> hey, Yoda always waddled around with his cane. <laughs> And then he starts doing back backflips, right? <laughs> Triple flips exactly. and stuff. Right. What if uh, you had? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I want to see. I want to see a, a baby Yoda. He's got his mug. He's doing the little meme sip right here, and some guy bumps into him and he drops his mug, <laughs> and it's on the ground. Austin baby Yoda goes. He just looks up and then starts, whew, the saber comes out and Baby Yoda does <laughs> no good from bad. Starts force choking people. <laughs> he doesn't know good from bad. He starts just going to town he on He gives in to his anger and his hatred. <laughs> We're going to see a couple seasons from now, Yoda, Baby Yoda's still babies, you know, in his terrible 200s. Terrible 200s. <laughs> his terrible 200s. What if, uh, okay, this is again, now that we're down the wild non-realistic portion what is the, what is the quickest realistic portion what is the quickest way to ruin the show is Favreau writes a baby yoda turn <laughs> yes <laughs> becomes a villain right. he truly becomes the villain at the end hey what if he already is what if he is the whole time hey we saw him force what if, joke what if he's already yeah. on the luke force joke true luke did true mm-hmm. uh, but luke so... was positive in, uh, sorry, sure, this is our right. one time, or one plug, <laughs> our one time inserting for episode how Luke was uh, not a was not just right. an overly he was not the um, symbol of optimism. He's I not the that's symbol the, of optimism. That's, uh, he's optimistic sometimes. But he's not the symbol of optimism no. when he's choking Gamorrean guards of for no not. reason. <laughs> right. He could be just he could. These are the Gamorrean guards. I can't imagine are the brightest bulbs in the bunch. You can't use a mind trick on them or anything. You just anything oh, else. You have to choke force them. choke them. Yeah, <laughs> choke them off immediately. Yeah, yeah. didn't even speak. And I will say, if if we're diving into the you know the hardcore Star Wars canon, um, I guess the other questions, and we can wrap up here pretty soon, but would be if Ahsoka, which I you know we're hearing is is going to be in in the season two if ahsoka's in season two where does that leave um her kind of story which left off with the rebels which um not to give too much away but went off to to look for for a certain someone um around the galaxy with sabine um and so if that is the case could 
could we see some of those other characters in this as well? Um, could we see Ezra making an appearance or not? That kind of things. Or if Thrawn. not, where did that go? Where did yeah. their story end up with to where she's back? And we see her in this season. What happened? Those are all things that people could be wondering as well. Yeah, it's that. That's what's also so cool about this is it's a you're taking some stuff like Filoni. This is why it's important that Filoni is such a crucial part of this too. Is John Favreau? It's funny because hearing him in in these interviews, like he's kind of the big picture idea guy, and obviously he's he's a guy who created the show and he's he's writing the scripts and everything. But then you've also got the the guy you need in your corner who is the canon nerd junkie who's also like, well, actually, we can't do that because this is... You it's know, like you're, this is you're, you're making a war movie. You got to have a Marine yeah. in there right. that can say, nah, that's not how they do it. That's not how they do it. That's, it that's phony. Sense. That's right. phony like, uh, right there. Uh, right. So what we want to do that's is this. That's not how the Force works. Actually, okay, uh, that's, nope, you can't, that, you can't, actually that's not the Jedi way. You wouldn't do it. Yeah, actually, there is no gray Jedi. That's not... Yeah, so it's it's fun because they can... And again, like you said, those characters that are especially Filoni created characters, when you mentioned Rebels, um, and then even some of the Clone Wars characters are Filoni and George created characters, um, they're both, you have the show, you have Filoni as part of it. So you know that it's a, like they're in the mix as far as if he wanted to and Filoni and Favreau wanted to, those are characters that he. It, it, I would say it could be in this sandbox. Exactly. Yeah. If Filoni's right. not part of the show, Ahsoka's not in the sandbox. No. Like that's no. It's not, not likely that if if Filoni has nothing to do with an Obi Wan show, yeah, take a different show, right. it, it would be probably completely unrealistic that you would have a character like that. Now, when you have Filoni, who is so closely tied to the Ahsoka character, right. I mean, and he's doing a live action. You have to think Why that there's not? there are there are conversations feels... like, come on, man, yeah. she's never done a live. Ahsoka's never been live action before. This too. is the time. Yeah. This is the time to do it. Yeah. And awesome. it's also cool because it's a show that's not based solely around Force users. It's actually very much a small footnote to the side. And it's the Baby Yoda is the Force user that having someone who is a well known character to just the sm- to just the portion of the audience who's seen. Um, you know, who's seen Rebels or seen Clone Wars, it is introducing a big new character, even if it's just for a small time, that when it's in a live action thing, you're talking again. They're Disney and Lucasfilm, they're also a business. You're talking Halloween costumes for next year. You're talking yeah. Christmas stuff. You're talking right. well, yeah. people, people that will dress up as the Ahsoka character even more than ever. Obviously, sure. they already do with, with a lot of the animated stuff. But when you see her in live action, too, it just reaches a whole, it's right. a wi- way wider net. There's another, right. and there's the other side to this, is, and that is that a lot of, there are a lot of people that have never watched Clone Wars. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They sure. don't, they haven't read the books. Right. No. They've watched the nine. Yeah, they've watched the the offshoots, and that's it. They watch no Mandalorian. Yet. So when you say Ahsoka, yeah. when that character comes in, they don't know they don't who know right. that is at all. Yeah. So to introduce it in this way, yeah, opens up a lot of possibilities for all for that whole other side of Star Wars. Right. Yeah. For people to go back and to go back. Yeah. Like, wow, like, wait, this character's is cool. This? Let me this... find out more. Exactly. You find out she has one of the greatest stories in all of Star Wars. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you find so, out she's one of Nate's all-time favorite characters. All-time favorite true. characters. That's true. I, think, I just think her story, her, no, her story character arc good. is one of the most 
well-developed character story arcs and emotional ties to other characters that are like... When Uncle finally sees the end of Clone Wars, like the most recent end of the final, because they came back to this final season just this past year. Yep. Talk about movie quality, even though it's animated. It's also funny, this is a little tangent, but the way that the animation has changed back from 2008 when it started, 2009. Oh, my goodness. I mean, if you look at a Pixar movie, you look at a Pixar movie from just even 10 years ago, you think, I mean, even go more recent than that. You look at Frozen 1 versus Frozen 2. Yeah. Night and day difference Mm -hmm. as far as what the details. Now they have the the strands of hair in every little blade of grass and all this stuff. Where that show finished, it's like Nate and I are watching the final episodes of Clone Wars. Like, well, this is great. Like, we've got final episodes of Clone Wars. The ships look like episode one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. We've got all this stuff. That just the clones Jedi. look exactly. like it. The clones look, look like, like episode everything. one. So, <laughs> or episode two. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, but yeah, you're right. It's, it's something that I think is just, it, it presents a whole nother wider audience of people that don't know. Any of the, not even just Ahsoka, but like you said, whether it's Sabine or or uh, any of the other possibilities of characters crossover, it is they they know that they can capitalize on the success of the Mandalorian, and also how if they are Disney always has other things in production or other things that they're workshopping, and when they test out a character or throw something out there in the Mandalorian, all of a sudden. Oh, Ahsoka's getting a good response here. Maybe that Ahsoka, maybe it's a go picture on that Ahsoka right. uh, spinoff show we we're thinking right. of doing as a live action show, or, or maybe we do get a, get Maul going in uh, some Crimson Dawn <laughs> live action yes, TV we show. Maybe that. we do. <laughs> do you imagine right. get Ahsoka Crimson Dawn, and then eventually tying into the solo stuff. I know. So you've got mm-hmm. all those different. It all honestly all. could overlap too. It's crazy. Yeah. If they wanted to, I don't know if they would do it's that. It's <laughs> a great big universe. Right? It is. It's a so, lot of stuff. Man. That's one of the most fun things about Mandalorian too, is that it just shows it just when you think you can't you know, like, oh, we've seen it all from Star Wars, or we've seen this and the entire Skywalker saga, they go, Yep, and now here's a addition that shows you that on a parallel line, here's all this stuff that's been happening right. that's also just cool and, and gritty and it's right. the the underbelly of the like the the underworld a little bit the criminal. Uh, right. You thought Carbonite was cool. Here's a ship of Mandalorian. He's got <laughs> the Mandalorian's got twelve people <laughs> yeah. frozen on the ship. Exactly. It's like, awesome. They're gonna mention things. Life Day. <laughs> home for right. Life Day. Life Day. <laughs> right. I've been emptied since the solstice. As he's <laughs> perfect. Oh. All right. Well. We can go ahead and wrap it up there. I don't even know how long we went, but we could have gone forever. We love yeah. it. When, whenever we stop, we turn it off. We could do another one. We maybe, do. Maybe we'll just now. do that. How many times have we finished? <laughs> I mean, last week's episode, we finished. And then we around. sat in our chairs. The turned We had stopped off, and turned it off recording. Then we thought, you know, that's a good point. You know, it's and then good. 45 <laughs> minutes later, we go, ah. Should've there was another recording. episode. We quit too early. Yeah. Yeah. It's all right. Well, I think we can. Well, as as we're wrapping here. I think that we, uh, you know, we've talked a little bit about it, but obviously with season two coming out, I imagine we'll do some episode reviews, some chapter, I should say, chapter reviews. Right. Um, that'll be fun. We're continuing to get the podcast on a more uh, consistent basis, get more episodes out there. I know that with uh, Uncle the Move of coming in town and and now Nate with uh, 
us kind of getting more consistent with some of our work schedules. Up in some production. Up in the production. A little bit. A little we bit. are, uh, I know we're more energized for the podcast than ever. Right. We're, we're committed to, uh, to making this thing as, you know, as good as we can possibly, um, as good as it can possibly be. So we're excited. We're excited to talk Star Wars. And it's crazy that after finishing all of this, the sequel trilogy and everything, it's like Star Wars is still continuing and Star Wars still is going on. on and it's, yeah. And we're excited as ever for it. And uh, we can't wait to do those episode reviews moving yeah, forward. For of the sure. Mandalorian season two. Here we right. go. Yeah. Nate, you want right. to take us out? Yeah, as always, you know, feel free to reach out to us. We like to encourage everyone to reach out to us on our social media platforms. Uh, you can reach out to any of our personal platforms, or you can reach out to us directly uh, on Instagram. That's, you know, at underscore Star Wars guys. You can reach out to us there. You know, send us a, a direct message. Let us know your thoughts on an episode, any questions uh, you have, or just topics or, you know, something you want us to cover um, early on in our episodes before we get into our, our main segments and, you know, we'll shout you out with a question and, uh, address those. Cause we like to, uh, try and, you know, get this back and forth and stay connected with, with some of our listeners. So feel free to reach out to us. Let us know your thoughts. And, uh, as always, may the false be with you. Now subscribe and share this podcast with the galaxy and fulfill your destiny. Yes, master.